going to see how this goes. There are, uh, I'm waiting 13 seconds for a refresh right now. We're going to attempt to get some ALCS tickets live right here to start. Really? Uh, for, uh, it re- just reset to 42 seconds. So something tells me. And how much is that going to set you back? Oh, I can't afford them. Oh, yeah. oh no, 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 no. I got to take it. I don't even know if the credit card will work when I attempt to buy them, to be honest with you. I had to pay like $300 at the dentist this morning, so I'm not sure that I'm. I gotta, I gotta look into what's going on with me going to the dentist. I feel like my dentist trips are more expensive than everybody else's. Think so? I don't know what it is. is. It? Is it just because I have bad teeth? I'm not. Your teeth look okay. I think they're fine, yeah. but they're not. That's when you just stop going. Just never go to the dentist yeah. again? I guess that's an option. All right, hang on. Five seconds until uh, <laughs> refresh. Let's see what happens here. I'm rooting ah, for you. Reset the 44 seconds. So this is for me and you, right? Sure. Yes. Sure. I was actually hoping to do that with somebody else that I saw because I forgot that I wanted to get a, a ticket plan in order to get mm. yesterday's access. Yeah. Yeah. Got a funny feeling. And this is the thing, too. I don't even know if I can go to these games because of my <laughs> schedule. I'll fill in for you at Loyola. Th- if that- Thanks, buddy. Yeah, no problem. Thank you for having my, uh, having my back on that. We're just waiting now. Oh, you think I'm going to keep doing the show? No, this is what you're getting. This is the content that you're getting today is me attempting to get some play. So I'm aiming for ALCS 1 and 2 because I can't – the dates don't work for me in the division series. Like I think we have – the Ravens play on Sunday, so I'm not sure exactly what time they're going to play the baseball Mm. game uh, for game two. And I don't even remember what I have going on on Saturday. I don't remember if it's Loyola or something else. So I said, we'll just skip the division series and go right to the ALDS. we know we're going to win the ALDS. Exactly anyway. right. Exactly right. And they're not putting World Series tickets on sale yet, so we'll hold out on that. God. I remember how much the uh, ALCS tickets cost me in 12. In 14, I didn't buy any because I think my father randomly was like, oh, by the way, I've got ALCS tickets. I'm like, what? Wow. <laughs> Where did that, that come from? Out. Maybe he felt like he owed me because I had gotten I had taken care of playoff tickets in twelve and in the for the for example for the Delman Young game those were on those were on uh, the young man's dime <laughs> and I'm pretty sure I was fired at the time I'm pretty sure I was unemployed and I went ahead and took care of tickets for the Delman Young game for my father and I maybe maybe I know I took care of them in twelve I know it was a big deal. Because we went to both of the home games. Oh, no, he didn't go with me to the second one. He only went with me to the Sunday game because he was still working at the time. So Mrs. Clark, oh, God. She came to the Mrs. Young. Clark came to both. Wow. Which is a decision that I'll regret eternally. <laughs> Why? Because how about, like, I want to say by 2017 when the Orioles were bad again and I was watching baseball one night, she walked in, she was like, oh, God, they're always bad. I'm like, they've been good for the last five years. She was like, no, they haven't. I'm like, what are you? Do you remember we went to a playoff game? We went to two playoff games. She was like, those were playoff games? Oh, my gosh. Nuh-uh. I eternally <laughs> regret that decision. Eternally. Those were playoff regret. games. Regret. <laughs> I, I hate myself, frankly, for allowing Mrs. Clark to <laughs> tag along. So for the first game, that one was the big deal for me. The first game was the one I went all in on. Uh, because, you know, we hadn't had 
for whatever reason, I hadn't gone in 96 or 97. I don't think I went to any of the playoff games in 96 mm. or 97. So I had never been to an Orioles playoff game. Ironically, I'd been to playoff games, but I'd never been to an Orioles playoff game. So I remember like my father and I powwowing about it, and I got four tickets to game one, which was the Sunday game when there was a rain delay, and I don't think it even started until like 8.30 or something like that. And uh, they lost game one, as you remember, of the 2012 yes. ALDS. The and Elia. and I, I it was for some reason I got four. That was, I was able to get four, so I brought along. I knew that the old man and I were going, and then it was one of those deals where I was like, "All right, well, why don't you come with us?" And then I think my cousin's husband came with us as well. Then game two, I only had two tickets too, so of course I was going to take the old man, and I think he, like, made, it, like he was the type. I think this is the story. Story time with your pal GC. We'll get to any other show content. How long before I just recognize I'm I've gotten shut out? I'm not getting the tickets. How long do I continue waiting in the until, waiting room until the game until the game starts? You think I what? Come over? Would you come over here? What are you doing? What are you? It's a very weird bit that you're doing. Get you some tickets. If- oh, really? Well, what is that? Well, wait a minute. You never mentioned this before. I didn't know until you know. Have you ever worked? Well, I'm not going to say anything disparaging about any organization out there no but literally like an hour ago yeah. i figured out what we'd be able to get oh well we can but the payments so due at noon okay well it's they fine gave, they gave me two hours oh, well, <laughs> to I come mean, up with like for what it's worth like twelve thousand so dollars oh are you serious i mean if i want to buy that all many. of them yeah i don't i'm figuring it out well okay know. let's just say i wanted to buy a few what would i owe you um i'll show you the 13 price. Okay. i'll show that, you i would like to know because it at some point, I am holding this show hostage in I'll, my attempts to I'll get... I'll show you the pricing. Yes, you I am. I am looking may. at ALCS games one and two. That's what I'm looking at. I think the division series, it's just going to be tough for me based on my schedule. Hang on. That weekend is the... Uh, the seventh and the eighth. So, correct? so I can assure you, I can assure you at least a pair to one of those games, maybe both, mm-hmm. but not. For, we only get two pair per game. Okay. All right. All right. Well, so. I, I can do that. I can do that. Well, I'll wait another couple of minutes here. I'll try to do a show at the same time. So what? Is, what are you waiting on? I'm. This is what the website looks like. Oh, oh I know. Like it says, thirty-six seconds left till refresh, and then it just <laughs> refreshes all over again, and you're still waiting. Yeah, it's all it is. It's just a wait. It's it's Fugazi. It's the waiting room, right? Like you're just stuck in the waiting. It's room. And, and to be clear. That's Ticketmaster. No, I'm not. Yeah, yeah I'm not mad. No, ju- no, just what? Because I will MF Ticketmaster. I, I also right here on the air. I also wanted to get Olivia Rodrigo tickets because I don't care if you judge me. She's amazing. God, she's great. Um, Olivia Rodrigo is oh, yeah, awesome. She is. No, yeah, she's I awesome. Totally agree. <laughs> she's incredible. So, if you like Paramore, you have to like Olivia okay. Rodrigo. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm okay. That, with it. I think the problem is Olivia. Like at the time, Paramore was still thought of in like the tail end of the like pop punk you know like scene and so that died and olivia rodrigo comes along and you're like oh she's just saccharine you know bubblegum pop but like if you listen to her that girl has something to say and everybody's like oh she's an industry plant i don't care her music's great her music's can we talk about the orioles no nobody cares i've lost no i'm I'm, I'm I'm curious um so you're sitting there refreshing yeah how long till i just give up and recognize that like my only hope is going to be through these through your access how long do you think that i well the good news is the good news is there are no fees if you do it oh oh i do like that (laughs) i do like that you don't have tickets for next wednesday night do you 
We can make uh, something. If happen you're listening, like Chuck's happy ends. I'm not working next Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my my like childhood best friend lives in Brooklyn, and on my birthday he called me and he was like, "Buy me tickets for the game." No, 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 not at all, <laughs> not at all. He would he would buy them. Yeah. Like, but he's just like, "Hey, if I come down, could we go to a game this month?" Please see me after your show. And we'll be able to work out these various. I will see you after my show. I, I think you ought to take Griffin to one of the games. I'll take Griffin. Yes. Well, I'm definitely not. <laughs> I, I well, like, hang on. Yes. A, hang on a second. Now, now this is where it gets awkward because I'm cool with it's not going to be Mrs. Clark. After, did you hear the story of? No, I was driving. Sorry. So I'm going to be third or fifth or something. To on both this. of the division series games in 2012. Oh, I heard the tail end of it. Yeah. Both of them, and then five years later in 2017 when they were bad again, and I was watching a game one night, and she's like, "Oh, they're always bad," and I'm like, "The hell are you talking about? They've been really good for the last five years." She's like. Have they? Like we, we went. We to went to playoff, playoff games. games, and her words: "Those were playoff games." Yeah, Mrs. Yeah, Clark's I, I regret that decision really... for the rest of my. I understand life. why you I'm had to never... do it. No, but I understand. And why I'm you had telling to do you it. that I. So the, the beautiful I, thing I is now you have leverage. Because she if she goes, know, well, I wanted to yeah, go. I'm you like, could yeah, say, yeah, "Look, how you treated me." Exactly last right. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure what happened was, and this is a switch. Twenty four. Wow. No, I was going to say, if you wow. add that at the end, that may yeah, not be yeah, the I'm way to go. I'm probably not going to do that. Uh, in 2012, so I got four tickets to game one. Took In game two, I only had two tickets. So I think I invited my father, and he was like, you should take Margaret. And I'm pretty sure that's because my father eternally didn't believe that a woman that looked like her really wanted to marry someone like me. I understand that. I'm pretty sure that was like his I, way I, of saying, like, do everything you can. Ass, yep, do yep, everything yep, you can. Yep. Because that girl is going to wise up at some yep, point yep, and realize yep. what a schlub you are. I have been in that same. Well, the ironic situation. part is that, like, I regret it for the rest of my life, and I'm mad. No, at you're him. not going to regret it that. Much. Well, not the wet and the marriage. I'm good with that. I mean, no, I meant, I meant, marriage. I'm. Okay. I didn't mean I'm, the most marriage. Most days, I'm okay with. Well, I mean, that's most what marriage is. Mine there. worked pretty beautifully for 26 and a third years. <laughs> and then one day, it was just. <laughs> then one day, it was the way just, it goes. Yeah, it's now I'm dating. If anyone's goes. out there, John, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at this. <laughs> look at this gentleman. Look at this striking man. Look at, oh, look at that man's eyes. <laughs> Tell me that's not who you want to spend however many days he has left with. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> chances are whoever I'm talking to has a similar number of days left as well, so it's all good. Yeah, I'm mad because I actually bet last uh, yesterday's game. I did, too. I did. I I was, did I'm too. pretty mad about that. I, I bet too. with uh, our friends Superbook, yep. Superbook.com, yep. who you should use. Uh, of course, I've actually use been them. using them, and I've, for whatever reason, I'm doing pretty well there. Like better than you do in other places. Well, only okay. because I'm using them <laughs> yeah, now. I but like, I mean, hey. but I I like their. Uh, I I just like the facility. I like the um the app. And of course, Superbook.com, the Superbook app. Use the code Glenn Clark twenty three when you sign up, and you will get a same day first bet match up to two hundred fifty dollars, win or lose. So even though I lost yesterday, it wasn't my first bet, so they didn't match this one. I've been betting quite a bit. Um, but if it was your first bet, you would have had it matched up to two hundred fifty dollars, whether or not you would. Uh, which that is game. the coolest thing because most of them are just like, only like some of lose. the others yeah. are. It's first bet insurance mm-hmm. up to like fifteen hundred dollars. Yep. You bet fifteen hundred dollars. If you win, congratulations, you won. Just keep playing. You get nothing. That's not the way. You could win a thousand dollars. 
you could win ten thousand dollars and still get and your match. Still get that match. Yeah. You would still get up to two hundred fifty dollars worth of free bets. What's that promo so code? That's Glenn Clark twenty three. Okay, Superbook.com or the Superbook app. Number still at seven and a half. By the way, for uh, Sunday, number has not moved. That's really. Gonna, I got I, it. I think. Oh that, wait, did it move last night? It moved last night when oh. I sent out picks. Oh, it moved to eight. It, it moved to eight. Ooh. Really? I think it's going to come back down. Well, we're still. At, uh, where are we with Anthony Richardson? Is the real question. Right. I, it, he didn't practice yesterday. Yeah, so yeah. That probably no. It's well. back at seven and a half. You got it at eight. Really? I, last night when I checked and sent picks out, I all right. It's back it at seven at and a half. Yeah. So well, I think that number is going to come down because of all the. I, this is a, it's a very Unle- difficult. Well, we'll see what the practice is today. Right? Never want to bet a favorite at seven and a half. Oh, right. I lied. Never want to bet that. I lied. I confused it with the Maryland game. Oh, okay. We got Maryland. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. Maryland. Okay, that's a different conversation. Yes, yeah. You never want to bet a favorite at seven. It's the worst bet you could. It's three, yeah. and a, three and a half, seven and a half are the worst bets yep. you can make. So you're Six desperate. and a half, good. You're Eight. desperate to wait it out and see as a better if that number can can move a little bit. Yeah. So it is. I think holding. it's coming down. With all these all these people out, fourteen people. It was a bad injury report yesterday. Bad, yeah, and, bad and, injury. And report. I might add for the Colts as well. Yeah, but that wouldn't make the number come down. No, I know. Yeah, I realize that. that. No, no, no. I, the, the Ravens, Ravens was worse. Make the, yeah, the Ravens injury. I'm just saying the, the Colts are in bad shape as well. But still, I am. I think it's going to be a. I am struggling. With brutally. Oh, a brutal war of game attrition. to watch. Right. Yeah, yeah, I just don't even think it's going to be a war fun. of attrition on Sunday in Baltimore. Tickets for sale for that as well. If you, <laughs> you want to reach out to John Colson, John C. I'll pass. Well, we got to do Project Game Day, so it's not even an option for you. Uh, yeah, that's true. At some point, I, like my, my wife, who now has seen me at home the last couple weeks, of course, Project Game Day is back this season. It's brought to you by Superbook Sports and HelpMyGamblingProblem.org. You can find out more by going to Project Ironically. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> Although, you know, it's funny we say that. Like, but they, they all have the announcements on their website. They say it, too. Yeah. It's not, it's not, yeah. This is not a conflict. No, I know. It's like, Superbook kind of wants funny. you, if yeah. you have a gambling problem, to call 1-800-GAMBLER. Yes, they do. Or go to HowMyGamblingProblem.org. So go to PressBoxOnline.com slash game day. This Sunday, again, Vontae Leach, Super Bowl champion, will join Rita and I, which is awesome. We love Vontae. He's been great. I, he was he was a lot of fun for the first time. That yeah, he was good. It. So we're looking forward to doing that. I love the whole vibe of that show. But me being home, by the way, I, I don't even want to call it a show anymore. It's it's like a it is really just a hangout. Yeah, it's a, it's yeah. a vibe. It's like going. It's like going somewhere, but you don't have to. <laughs> right. That's really what. Like we're not going to talk at you. We're going to talk with you. Type of deal. We're not going to waste your time. And whoever all. randomly drops in from like. From the road. Boy, there was, I don't remember are. who it was. It was just like, oh, I just want to hang out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm here. You can watch the show. Some we've kids came on for a moment yeah, or two. Yeah, we've had a few of yeah. those. We've had, uh, you know, we've had some other people try to infiltrate. Yeah, the guy, was it Tricky or Slippy? Yeah, or, right. Oh, Trippy's or, the best. Trippy or Trippy's like, Frankie Trippy's or. got Geno Stone. Yeah. <laughs> like, Yo, talk to Geno. <laughs> yeah. I love Trippy. Dude's like looking at his phone like, like what? What is <laughs> what going is on here? He was like, Trippy Monday. Can he be our official um, correspondent? Co- our, our official away game correspondent? We might, we might be in hot, like WJZ's courting him heavy. They are really? going heavy in the Trippy game. Really? Trippy's got t-shirts out now. Trippy is a, he is a thing, He's man. a social yeah? media machine. He is a star. So he let's, let's. Uh, mogul. Let's make friend. him our official. Well, he loves us and we love Trips. So, you know, he came up. You should have. Oh, did, did you come to the Pig Roast this year? No. You didn't show up. I didn't. Trippy I, was, showed I up. was out of town. Trippy, Trippy was up. there. I invited Trippy up. I like Trippy. I do. I, I think Trippy's great. I dig his vibe. I dig the whole thing. 
Like the players like it. If the players like when he came out to um, uh, Tyus's show last yep. week. Yep. If Tyus and Rashad were like, "Yeah, dude, that's too much," then I, you know, I'd change my tune. But the players all dig Trippy. Like they're all happy to see him. They come over, give him hugs. Like everybody likes Trippy, so I'm good with him. We got to get him some like press box swag and. Uh, yeah, I mean, talk to him. That's that, Jay Z's not gonna pay him any real money, so we we might have an opportunity. Oh, is that there. is that where we can? <laughs> Because we're rolling in. No, it. no, no. We're, How about after you pay for these playoff no, tickets? We're, we're, we're not going to be able to pay anyone. We're, we're way more fun than our good friend <laughs> Griff, Marty. Griffin's going to be working you know. for one baseball ticket for the next month. That's about <laughs> right. I mean, if you look, if you I mean, if, if you look at the ALCS prices, oh, that's yeah, it's actually basically about that's a, it's a, just to put it. To, a ticket is about a week's pay. Right. Right. Okay. It's just sort of what I'm. Well, well, well. I mean, I mean. Yeah, what's it worth to you? What's it worth? So, I mean, I got the other radio station, so. Oh, so that yeah. can be how you make your money? Yeah. And yeah. Stevenson Field Hockey, Stevenson you got Field that hockey, going yeah, on? I do love some Concordia Stevenson Prep, yep. like, yeah. that can take care yeah. of. Look at this guy. All he ever does is get more jobs. I know. Well, you taught him. That's the way it works, bro. That's the way it works. Yeah. That's the way, That's it works. the way it works. There's a lot I've of people. Got, I've got Spalding Calvert Hall tomorrow. There's right? a lot of people That's sitting on the uh, sidelines because they didn't follow the Glenn Clark method of uh, the way it goes. piecing gotta, it together. Got to bust your ass, man. Okay, boys. Um, all right. Me, thank you. Let so me figure out how to come up with twelve thousand dollars. As of right now, I am still in the waiting room for both games. By ten. 30, 11. By eleven, I'm not going to hold the show yeah. hostage any longer. But by eleven, I will stop checking. I will just give up hope that I can get my own. Okay. And then I'll, you know, you and I will have a conversation yep. afterwards. Yep, we'll help you out. Right, thank cool. You. Thank you, John Colson. That's John Colson, the most worshipful grandmaster <laughs> here at Pressbox. Appreciate him trying to move the show along. That's what that really is. He's not the, I'm the program director here, but he runs the business. And so when he sees me not doing radio, and just talking about trying to buy tickets, he says, how do we move this along? How do we get to the content portion of the program? And to which I say, this is the content portion of the program. This is what I prepared, jerk. Come in here and talk about how the Orioles could only muster one run, hmm. one lousy run. Do love, series do love what you see from Kyle Bradish. Yeah, I mean, that we, was, that's not new. We've loved that for some time. Well, we're I mean, specifically be. against this team. Oh, it's you just mean how he's how he's pitched continuously against yeah. the Astros? Sure, sure, no, no question about that. Um, but at the same time, it didn't surprise me at all. It was just frustrating that the Orioles couldn't give him any run support. I, I don't, you know, I, I, it's very awkward. I ended up calling into my own show last night on one hundred five seven The Fan. <laughs> I feel really bad about this. Like I agreed to do Wednesday nights, and now it's well, not looking I mean, good. It's not looking good. I missed this week. I'm probably going to miss next week. It's just not. It's not a good sign. You're um, allowed to. So Rita you know. did the show, and I called in, and I, I, it's a struggle to talk about it because it's unfair to be frustrated. It's unfair to be worked up about the fact that the Orioles lost one game because for barometer's sake, the same way that when the Astros came to Baltimore and took two out of three, we found ourselves saying, well, maybe it's a reminder that the Orioles, there's still a little bit of separation between them and the top teams in the American League or in the you know playoff push. Yesterday, if we complain about the fact they lost a game, we miss the fact that for barometer's sake, they proved by winning two out of three against the Astros that they are absolutely 
on that level. I still feel like the Astros, double check, I don't know what Superbook has to say about it. I would assume that the Astros are still the favorites in the American League just because they're the team that's been there before and none of the other teams that are in the mix are, here we go, the American League, it's still the Astros. Still the fa- well, I mean, it's still yeah. the Astros that are the favorites. Superbook, at p- they're at plus two twenty-five. By the way, the Orioles are now the second favorite. I didn't realize that they had moved to being the second favorite, and that feels like just sort of defaulting to, you know, they've got the best record. What are the Orioles at on Superbook? They're second. They're the second so favorite. Wh- just, what are the odds? Oh, uh, three, to one. three to one. You want to go ahead? You want to throw a couple shekels that way? Over at Superbook.com again. Have you used your first bet? Have you used the code? I yet? haven't used. No, I have used the code. Oh, okay. Yes. Well, you can but use. Have you used Stan's code? Uh, no, I guess I haven't used Stan's you could, code. You use Stan wow, Charles yeah. twenty three. Double up on the. I don't know. Maybe you have to use a different name. Maybe you have to say you're like Kevin Bass, former yeah. former Oriole Kevin Bass. Ah, yes, Kevin up. Bass. Um, oh. Margaret has done a lot of betting <laughs> to get a lot of codes. <laughs> Mrs. Clark has taken advantage of Glenn Clark twenty three as well. Um. But that feels like it's a default to the Astros are the favorites because they're the team that's been there before. They're the team that won the World Series a year ago. They are the team to beat until they say otherwise. But then after that, none of the other teams that are in the mix are teams that have been there before. None of the other teams that are fighting for the American League pennant are teams that have any experience to fall back on. The Rays, you could bring up the pandemic season, but... We just sort of don't count it. And for what it's worth, the Rays are still the third favorite in the American League at 5-1. to one. The um, Blue Jays and the Mariners are both 8-1 to one at this point, as are the Rangers and then the Twins at 9-1. to one. So you could say the Rays have some experience, but I don't even know what you make of a team that made it to the World Series in 2020. Like, it, it happened, but it's the awkward thing about it. I don't know that they gained anything that really helps them and it's not the same team. Obviously, we're three years removed at this point. But they were, you know, the most significant. The you know the Brandon Lowell, of course, was part of that team, and you know Rosarena was part of that mm-hmm. team. So, I think what they're saying is there's one team in the American League that is battle tested and well versed, and so that team gets to be the favorite. That's just the way that it goes. Because as we talked about, kind of ad nauseum. That's normally the way this works. The team that wins and the team that makes the run is typically the team that's been there before and has been tested and has come through it. And that's what the Astros are. So I understand them being the favorite, despite the fact that, obviously, they're not the best team in the American League. They're only a half game up on now on the Mariners and the Rangers and the AL West. I feel like that's the story of how the odds shape out. But by a barometer standpoint... The Orioles just went in and took two out of three on the road against the favorite to win the American League, which would suggest to you the barometer is the Orioles proved they're the team to beat in the American mm-hmm. League, right? And by record, yeah. By record, we knew that, but yeah. we understand that they're, like record isn't everything. And it is interesting because you watch it, and the Orioles, they do look like the better team. Like They're more athletic. They take advantage of all the little things, all these little rules. They're stealing bases off of Maldonado and Yiner Diaz. And, yeah. And, it, and it's it's... They, I mean, they just look like a team that is... Right, but then there's the two things. And that's the thing. So it's difficult to criticize yesterday because, again, for barometer state sake, my God, they just took two out of three from the Astros. But at the same time, you remember what happened to the Bats last week. 
And then you have another day where you have opportunities, plenty of opportunities, and can only push one run across, mm-hmm. and that's frustrating. There's no way around that. Like that, I know it's baseball, and I don't want to. This is a difficult conversation to have when you ever talk about one baseball game. The next baseball game is going to be different. That's the way that it goes. But the Orioles had their chances. It's they they went two for nine with runners in scoring position. That this is what and one of them was an infield hit, right? Right, wasn't it? Because obviously they only scored one run. I'm trying to remember what the second yeah. uh, hit with a runner. Who got a hit with a runner on second base that didn't score? And I can't even remember I off know, the top of my remember. head. They had the runners on third and first with nobody out. Like that one was killer. You're up one nothing. You got runners on third and first, nobody out, and you don't score a run. That is disastrous. And then it's the other. The big part of the conversation. What's lost yesterday, we, we're willing to forgive the bats because the bats, for the most part, are part of the reason why we believe the Orioles could win the American League. The problem yesterday, to me, is more about the bats than anything else, but I get it. Let's say that was a 6-5 game going to the bottom of the eighth inning, not a one nothing game. It's still a one-run game. The bats have done their job, now you want to turn things over to the bullpen. And when we talked about, I remember the Batista thing. I remember doing the show with Rita one day and getting calls about the Batista thing and people acting like I was in panic mode. You're freaking out, man. It's Somebody else can get the three outs in the ninth inning. And the thing that I kept saying then is that's what you're missing because maybe Yannir Cano could be that guy again, right? Like at the time, and he, he was trending. He's been... He's been, I mean, yeah, I mean, like, it's funny because his ERA doesn't reflect that. Yeah, it's close to two, right? But yeah, for the most part, he's been good again in this role. But what I said then is the bigger problem is that means that you're now moving Yanir Cano out of his role. Mm -hmm. And what the pain of this is Cano's not quite as good as Batista, but could maybe get the job done as the back end of the bullpen. But now you have no Cano. And no one has solidified themselves as being trustworthy in late-inning situations. Everyone's had their moments. Everyone's had stretches where they've pitched well. Danny Coulomb, for a while, was arguably the second most trustworthy reliever on this team. How'd that go yesterday? Jacob Webb, for a little while, looked like he was a thing. Fujinami, we're starting to – the bloom has really come off the yeah. ropes. Like the, every now and then we start to cast him aside, and then he'll have, you know, two really solid performances, and he'll be like, all right, that's the guy. That's the one – that's the guy that Ryan Ripken drools about in his sleep, right? Like that's the guy. And then he kind of goes back to being this guy. And – it's funny, I think uh, our buddy RDT compared him to Ubaldo Jimenez. Like, you know the first pitch he throws, what you're getting from him that day. First pitch he throws, you can tell whether he's on or off. Maybe we have to tell him, you know, start to fake an injury. I don't on, know. Based, right? on, based on what he looks like. I don't know. That's the biggest issue. If there, if there was one thing that I said, why won't the Orioles win the American League? I'll say it's that. It's either that or they just go into the slump at the wrong time, right? And that's mm-hmm. any team. Any team can go through the just going to go into a slump at the wrong time. 
But if there's one deficiency on this baseball team, because once upon a time we thought it was going to be the starting pitching, but we actually kind of feel... I don't want to get overconfident about it. I don't want to pretend like we think that the Orioles have a murderer's row of starting pitchers. But we feel pretty good about what they're sending out one to four as long as they all hold up for the next ten days to get into the postseason. They're all capable of, you know, a scoreless like a scoreless five innings. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Uh, You know, Dean Kramer is the one that you it's the most hit or miss Mm -hmm. with. John Means seems to have the safest floor, right? Like you at the moment, you're not expecting the dominant John Means. You're not expecting the genius John Means. But you're not expecting anything worse than five to six innings of giving up two to three runs. Like you're, you're, You think the floor for John Means is still the neighborhood of a quality start. The ceiling for Grayson Rodriguez and Kyle Bradish is through the roof. You feel good about what the Orioles are presenting 1-4, to four, probably more so even than those mid-teens Orioles teams. Like Even when Tillman and Chan and Gonzalez were at their best. Joe Saunders. Yeah, but the Joe Saunders thing was an anomaly. Bud Norris. <laughs> Bud Norris. But those three guys, Tillman, Chan, and Gonzalez, there were moments where you were confident in all three. But there were moments... I feel more confident in this group of four starting pitchers. Again, as long as it continues, you know. As long as it continues, I feel more confident than I have in anything the Orioles have presented for the postseason since, you know, those Messina teams in 96-97. And I had to really go back and think, like, how confident I was and, you know, Scott Erickson. Like, I, I, it's... But they had Messina at the top, so I'm pretty sure I'm always going to say I was more confident in that. But I feel pretty confident in the starting pitching. I don't think that's going to be what dooms the Orioles. But the back end of the bullpen? And it's it's so weird to me that they've never given Tyler Wells another shot. Yeah, that is weird. If the season's I about mean... to be over, it's... If if you were gonna the way that you had overpitched everybody the last couple of days, if you wanted right. to I mean, like this was everybody because everybody is over, right? I, I mean, like I, Dean Kramer. Bradish, I guess they've just Grayson. Get, well, I don't. He wouldn't be going into the rotation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tyler Wells would be coming back to to, to pitch be, out of the bullpen. Yeah, to be an anchor. And the fact that they haven't done that when they again used CNL Perez and Yanir Cano in three straight games, and were unwilling to go back to them. I don't know what that says. I mean, I think it loudly tells you that Tyler Wells isn't going to be a part of this in the playoffs because if they would want him back and doing it at the major league level if they believe that he could. So I don't know what the story is. It's something that will be weird for a long time. Um, I, it's very difficult for me to figure out why Tyler Wells is pitching innings in the minors instead of at the major league level when the Orioles don't have consistent good options I mean it might just be that he doesn't feel right but if that's the case why is he still pitching D.L. Hall I guess we have some amount of confidence in I don't want to oversell that but like he's you know he's the guy that's defaulted to like your seventh I I don't know at this point is he the guy that you have the most confidence in to bridge the gap Sino Perez has been yeah he's looking really good so it's we knew we know there's a bottom that could fall out. But, yeah, hundred percent. But, but you're right. Of late, he's been good. It's 
the the back end of the bullpen is the thing now that gives me the most pause. And I say the back end, it's the mid to the back end. Now we'll see if Jack Flaherty can help in that capacity. We'll see. I don't know what Kyle Gibson's role ends up being. Is there anything to the fact that I mean the Orioles score runs when he when he pitches, even though Gibson? Yeah, I don't make anything of that. No, I think that's an anomaly. That. Okay, I, I never make this idea the that run, like that run support they're, matters. They're more interested in scoring <laughs> runs for Kyle Gibson than anybody else. No, I don't. I don't think that's the case. I just think that's an anomaly. I don't know how they treat it, but I'm pretty sure that's just an anomaly. But yeah, I mean I, that's a concern. It's a serious concern going towards the postseason. The good news, of course, is that the Rays lost, right? Like, that's the good news. And the magic number trims down to seven. And that every time the Rays lose, the likelihood of them being able to string some magical run together becomes more and more minuscule. The Orioles go to Cleveland, Grayson Rodriguez. That's the next thing that goes under the microscope. It's the first time we're going to see Grayson Rodriguez pitch on purely normal rest. And the thing to bring up, too, and I brought it up yesterday, is when he was pitching on six days, typically it was more like seven because usually there was a day off in there. Very rarely did the Orioles play two full series without there being a day off somewhere in there. So he was really pitching like every seventh day. Now he's turning around and pitching on a fifth day. And I get what Jake Mintz said after his conversation with Grayson Rodriguez for Fox Sports where he's like, I think he's ready for the... You know, not to. He was like, I don't want to say babied, but he's, you know, ready to not be the training. The training wheels yeah, come off, right? Like you pull the bumpers up out of the gutters when you go bowling, right? Like he's ready. Let's go, and that's cool for Grayson, and I, I'm vibing with him. Let's let's go, but at the same time, we just got to see it, and coming off what was maybe the most important starting pitching performance. And I, I'm not to say the best, but the most important starting pitching performance that this franchise has seen in decades on Saturday night. I'm monitoring this tonight. It would be concerning for Grayson Rodriguez after going to normal rest to then not look right tonight. You hope that they're making the right decision. You hope that they've done everything based on what they've got biomechanically everything they've all of the data that they have they have said he is at no risk we're good obviously the velocity is not a problem whatsoever as we saw on Saturday night when even into the eighth inning he was still throwing with ridiculous power we'll see all those things all things that were monitored tonight the Guardians you would hope will be a team that has rolled over and is playing dead at this point and you can make your hay this weekend over the course of four games <sighs> everything should be fine but the bullpen thing is just that impending doom that I as a Virgo I can never shake like it's impending doom I was very awkward for me so I had a, a phenomenon yesterday I had a Lo- the Loyola Navy women's soccer game last night and it was very neat because uh, my normal partner, Jamie Watson, wasn't going to be able to make the game. And so I, I called our friend uh, Caroline Means. And I, I asked Caroline if she wanted to come uh, fill in. And I've done games before with Caroline. Of course, you heard Caroline all summer with us during the World Cup, um, which was a lot of fun. And like I, I knew Caroline through William Vanzella, the Baltimore Blast goalie. Um, she 
trained with him and they work together. And so I needed an analyst once upon a time. He was like, well, do you know Caroline Stanley? I'm like, like that name sounds familiar. He's like, well, she's a pro goalie. She played at USC. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. That's perfect. So I meet her and we, we do a game together. And I'm like, wow, you, you, this, you're great. This was awesome. And I'm like, so what are you doing in Baltimore exactly? <laughs> and she's like, oh, well, my boyfriend's in the Orioles system. And I was like, oh, cool. And she's like, oh, okay. I, remember, John Means was not a thought of prospects. Yeah. So I was like, I've heard of him, you know. Um, so I'm working with Caroline last night as I'm on the radio talking to Rita about the Orioles. And I'm like, no, they're great. I am a little worried about the bullpen, but no, they're great. <laughs> She's sitting John right. Means is awesome. She's sitting, well, I mean, he is. That's yeah, the good yeah. news. That's the, yeah, you, don't, like, you didn't have to it's say not, anything. It's <laughs> not like I'm sitting next to the Fujinami's wife. <laughs> like, no, what are you guys worried about Fujinami about? <laughs> he's he's the best. Um, so are we sure Ryan Rifkin's not sitting next to Fuji's? <laughs> right, that's the reason why yeah. he always says good things about Fujinami. I, I don't think that's the case, but I don't know. Maybe they're close. But that was a weird like I've never experienced that phenomenon before of talking about the a Orioles subject while like and, and I thought about it more. I'm like it would be akin to if we you know, I've had players over the years who have asked me to come sit in like I, I remember oh god, James Ahedigbo came to me at the end of one season. Yeah, uh, of course you heard James chime in with us when we were doing our anniversary celebration of the Super Bowl last year. James was great. Like, I love James, one of my favorite guys. And he came to me and was like, hey, I'm thinking about going up to New York for the Super Bowl. Would you let me sit in and co-host the show? And I was like, really? Yeah, of course. You know, like, absolutely. By all means, we'll do that. And it was fun, except for there were moments during that week where, like, I think that was a week where a news story came out and Brendan Iambadejo was criticizing the focus of the team or something like that. And I'm like, well, we're going to have to do this. <laughs> like we can't avoid it just because you're sitting here. We're going to have to handle this topic. But he was actually on the team. Whereas, you know, Caroline of course is not on the team. Right. and would not be a good person to put those things to like Caroline. You think the bullpen's going to fall apart? <laughs> <laughs> huh? Yeah. That um, one guy <laughs> starts, starts naming right. the back end guys. <laughs> no, that was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed working with Caroline last night. That was a lot of fun. Uh, she's very good at this and, Somebody should scoop her up and have her doing this at a very high level. She is outstanding as an analyst. We had a fun time in Loyola. Got a very nice win over Navy. They're 2-0 in Patriot League play. So good all around, except for the Orioles losing. That part was not good. And Fujinami, that is – there's nothing I, – I, I hate saying it, but there's – th really, this is why the Tyler Wells thing is so infuriating. Yeah. Because you're like, wh why? Why is Jorge Lopez pitching for this team? He can't pitch in the postseason. Why does Jorge Lopez still have a roster spot instead of you looking at Tyler Wells? And if they had shut him down two weeks ago, then I would understand it. But why is someone who we know can get major league hitters out? Now, you can say, well, he gives up home runs. Sure. Tell me how what they're doing is better. I'm just befuddled by it, man. Like, it is galaxy brain stuff what you're doing isn't working there's a major league pitcher that's pitching at the triple a level why wouldn't you at least take a look see did you pull up his numbers is yeah that what you're looking at yes i know he, he wasn't blowing everybody no away. no he hasn't in six innings with norfolk he's allowed six runs 
Um, let's see the home run one. Yeah, one home run since he's been at Norfolk. Um, now, but, but go game by game. Was okay. they, has he allowed one run per game? His or last two it... starts have been not good. Um, starts? Sorry, not starts. Appearances. I was like what? Yeah, yeah. appearances. He went two thirds of an inning actually last night. He allowed one run off of two hits. Uh, allowed three runs off of three hits, and okay. and that was a home run. Uh, two thirds of an inning. Well, I knew last I knew week. that because if it, this is the way it works, when you say he's giving up six runs, that can be one out. Like one outing can be bad. So four scoreless appearances, and then three appearances of less than an inning where he's allowed allowed runs. I mean, I get it. It's not. It's certainly not screaming at you. Got to be here. But if the options were better, we wouldn't be having this conversation. If the options were better, I'd say, well, Tyler Wells hasn't done enough. Mm-hmm. He hasn't earned his way back here. So one base runner allowed in, or sorry, two base runners allowed in the four combined scoreless appearances. Uh-huh. That's four innings, two base runners allowed. And then mm-hmm. in the other ones, it's all two-thirds of an inning, so that's two innings total, and he's allowed six runs. I don't know what to make of it. Off of six hits, yeah. I don't, I don't know what to say. Um, like... I'd still, I'd still want to know. Right, exactly. I, that's where I am. Give again, only given what your options are. I'd still want to know. I just it concerns me. It concerns me what your options are. All right. Uh, when we come back in, we will make some picks for the week as we move into week three of the NFL season. Ken Zalis joins us. We'll go over all of our picks for this week. Today's show brought to you by your local Toyota dealer and buyatoyota.com. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a range of models and trim lines, so you can choose the perfect Tacoma to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. It is Glenn Clark Radio. Why bet with the big boys this football season? Instead, try your hand with the local book, Superbook Sports, this fall. Superbook Sports is the book next door. Just a dedicated team of the best odds makers in Las Vegas, making sure you get the best prices and parlays anywhere. And now, Superbook will give you a bonus of up to $250 when you sign up and wager on the same day and use the promo code GlennClark23, G-L-E-N-N-C-L-A-R-K-2-3. So bet with the best. And use the promo code GlennClark23 this football season with Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Maryland drivers, did you know you can save up to 77% on tolls with an EasyPass Maryland discount plan? That's right, 77%. It's never been easier. Pick the plan that's right for you at DriveEZMD.com. We'll keep you moving. What's up, everyone? It's Tyus Bowser, and I've had so much fun hanging out with Rita and putting up with Glenn the last couple years that I've decided to do it again. Season three of the Tyus Bowser Show is happening this year as we'll be all over town, giving you the chance to get to know me and some of my teammates. As we talk football, life in general, and just say what needs to be said, you can find out more about the show by going to pressboxonline.com Bowser. If you don't live in the area, you can watch the shows live on Facebook and YouTube. And if you miss one, you can listen Friday nights at 105.7 The Fan. So we'll see you all season long for the Tyus Bowser Show. A partnership, a press box, and great ace memorabilia. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org. The next Tyus Bowser show is Tuesday, September 26th at Guilford Hall Brewery in Station North. It's brought to you by Superbook Sports. It's a Maryland thing you wouldn't understand. 
Where the waves meet the shore, you will find Dorchester County. Hi, this is Jimmy Charles. When I think of Maryland, I think Dorchester County on the eastern shore where it's open for making memories. Dorchester County, it's a Maryland thing. For more info, visit www.visitdorchester.org. It's a Maryland thing. The Baltimore County Police Department is now hiring with competitive salaries, including for experienced police officers, starting salaries between over $68,000 and over $82,000 based on your prior service time, accepting up to seven years of service times with only six weeks in the academy, minimum of two years prior experience. And police cadets starting salaries at over $32,000 must be between the ages of 18 and 20, but you can apply starting at 17 and a half, must have a high school diploma or GD equivalent at the time of the hire, U.S. citizen at the time of the hire, and a valid driver's license. So if you have a passion for service and want a career for life, now is the time to join the Baltimore County Police Department. Call 410-887-5542 or visit joinbaltimorecountypd.com. Picking a restaurant to try for the first time? Let's look at the Costas Inn. Here's a few checklist items. Quality of the food? Check. Quality of service? Check. Does restaurant have plenty of free parking? Check. And finally, does restaurant have delicious steamed crabs, crab cakes, crab soup, and specials galore? Check, check, check. Costas Inn, 4100 North Point Boulevard. They check all the boxes. Visit Harford County this fall. Celebrate Arts Across Harford September 15th through the 30th with dance, theater, music, and visual arts. September 29th through October 1st is the largest Italian festival in Maryland, featuring entertainment, cooking demonstrations, a bocce tournament, and family fun. If you're headed to the Maryland Five Star, stay and play in Harford County. While you're there, enjoy the scenic views atop the king and queen seats and experience pumpkin patches, corn mazes, and fall brews along their Harford Life Trail. For more info, head to visit Harford.com. Maryland open. Sure, Glenn may be in his 40s now, but he looks just as good as he ever has, and he's still as sharp as he ever was. And I say both those things without even a shred of irony. Find out for yourself right now by watching the show at Facebook.com slash PressBoxSports or YouTube.com slash PressBoxOnline. All right, Griffin, you want to let everybody know what's going on at Live Casino and Hotel? Of course I do. I want to tell you about the new member program over at Live because they're all about more yes when you sign up for Live Casino and Hotel Maryland Rewards today and earn up to $50. You can take a spin with a free slot play or join the action with direct bet or indulge in your favorite dining experience with comps. All new members will receive a free tote bag as well. So for more information, go to maryland.livecasinohotel.com. And uh, find out how you can sign up for Live Casino and Hotel Maryland Rewards today. At Arundel Mills, must be 21. Please play responsibly for help. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER. Very good. Very good. So I uh, started doing the show. Said, I'm not going to worry about this anymore. Like, just get on it. And then I went to break and looked down, and they were like, hey, you're out of the waiting room. Buy your ticket. <laughs> Piss. So I went in. It showed me that I could. Nope. Nope. None available. None available. So you're taking this as a sign? I, or I'm, I missed it. We're just out. extending it to noon, right? No, no. I'm looking. Literally, everything is, when I try to click on it, it says, seats matching your request were not available. Please select different options or fewer seats and try again. Are you telling me that I can have one? Like, if I want one ticket, that might be available? How much is a hotel room at that, uh, at the, uh, what is it, the Hilton? Oh, to look over the yeah, stadium? 
Even the uh, more expensive tickets no longer available either. Well, it is what it is. Hopefully my pal John Colson will be able to help me out because otherwise your pal's not going to be there. It's what it is. Life will go on. Hey, hey, hey. All right. Um, a couple of things. Yes, we alluded to earlier in the show the uh, injury report concerning for the Baltimore Ravens when they were bringing in running backs. And I think we knew this yesterday, but we didn't know that there was a risk of perhaps Justice Hill not playing on Sunday. And so just as the Ravens have gotten through, you know, adjusting to life without J.K. Dobbins, now there's the possibility that they will have no Justice Hill either. They did, as uh, had sort of been thought of, they brought in Kenyon Drake, signed him to the practice squad. So he's back, and he could be elevated if necessary on Sunday. It ain't great. There's just no way around that. It ain't great. Here is the uh, none of the none of the guys that missed last week were back on the practice field this week. Odell Beckham not on the practice field. We were told the ankle wasn't serious, but and I get that it's easy for all of us to say, well, it's the Colts. Don't worry about it. Okay, until you don't have anybody. <laughs> until yeah. it's the whole team. It, it's I missing. It, I guess it is weird because you know they just beat the Bengals without you know four of right, and so you'd like to you'd like to believe that that means that proves they can beat anybody. But at some point, these things do hurt you. There's no getting around it. So none of again the guys that we knew wouldn't be practicing: Marcus Williams, Ronnie Stanley, Adafi Owe, Tyler Linderbaum. By the way, the news early in the week was that Marcus Williams is not going to have surgery, so they're not putting him on IR, and yeah. they're trying to make that work. Like you're already getting to that territory of. These are multi-week injuries that we're talking about. Maybe you would have been better off putting them on IR, but I understand the choices. So none of, yeah, Williams, Stanley, Owe, Linderbaum, Marlon Humphrey, none of them practicing, added Justice Hill to the list, and there is concern about his availability for Sunday, and add Odell Beckham to the list yesterday. None of those Ravens practicing. Also, Jadavion Clowney didn't practice, but that's listed as an illness, so you assume that, you know, he should be fine and ready to go on Sunday against the Colts. But it ain't great. There's there's no way of saying that. It ain't great. What it is that the Orioles, or the, the Orioles, see, I'm conflating because I was trying to get some tickets this morning. What it is the Ravens are dealing with. Is Are we? Yes. He's yes, there? Yes. All right. Very good. It is time for us to make picks. Picks is always brought to you by Superbook. He is our friend Ken Zalis, and he is back with us now here on GCR. What's going on, KZ? Are you hurt? No, but I'm really surprised to hear that uh, Justice Hill is hurt. Why? Because he's just been so healthy his entire career All with right. the Ravens. All right, now you're doing the thing that I was mad at you about the last time. We're I hurt, know, but it's, uh, what, as, soon, as soon as it doesn't, as soon as it's not true, I'll uh, stop. For God's sakes, everybody! It's football. They're all hurt, Ken. Everyone who plays football gets hurt. Name the football player that doesn't deal with injuries. Brett Favre. Puka. Puka, yeah, our Lord and Savior, our Lord and Savior, Puka Nakua is the one. That is the one guy that doesn't deal with injuries. I just want to know if you listened to me in your other league and took him in the 16th round of your draft. I, I not only did I take in every other league that I'm in, I was playing Puka Nakua last week because in one Either. league I got okay. him. I did get I just, him after that day. Okay. I got him in the final round of uh, okay. Ryan Ripkin's league, and then my longtime league that I've been in, I immediately went back and dropped. Roshan Johnson or somebody like that and pick them up. 
So, uh, yeah, he carried me to a victory in a couple of places last week, which I really appreciated. Yeah. I was a big fan of that. I sadly didn't listen to Ken. Ah, what so a... So I didn't get any... And, and then what I, a stupid idiot. Yeah, since I won in every single league week one, I didn't get any. That's okay. That's any. okay. Yeah. But you don't have Puka, so it really doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing that matters in fantasy football through two weeks is, Ken, should, is who has Puka and who drafted is him. Is a strategy <laughs> to tank week one so you can get you know top waiver priority? Is that is that a strategy? It's a it's a it's a, it's a it is a strategy. Okay, not mine. I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> sure. Got to start one and zero. Uh, uh, give me these answers. There's no chance because like Lawrence is playing Houston, so I got to write it out for more, one more week before I commit to Matt Stafford, right? Yeah, and Stafford's matchup this week isn't fantastic. Do, do I go Daniel Jones or Joe Burrow? I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, I, I until Burrow plays better you got to go jones i mean at least you get something on the ground he's not a terrible start this week uh burrows looked awful and not healthy at all and whether he plays or not they did confirm he re-aggravated his his calf so it's not good that's a real shame for them i just feel terrible i know i feel terrible real shame for you too griffin just a real shame for you what about uh who am i playing of this group DJ Moore, Gabe Davis, Christian Watson, if he plays, and George Pickens. I got to play two of those guys. Uh, right now, it's um, yeah, I mean, it's DJ Moore for sure out of that group. Because everything in uh, Chicago is going so well. I know. What I an mean, effing I'm, weird day yesterday. We're like they're making up stories about like the, the place know, being just, raided, and everybody right. was just running with it like this, it was a legitimate story. And all of these, like, sort of reporters, like, I hope that what I'm hearing isn't true. And then finally yeah. somebody's like, because it isn't. Like, what are you doing? What a bizarre-ass day that it, it was. It was fun. I mean, you're probably going Pickens with that group. Over, I mean, over Davis? Yeah. Um, you know, Davis caught the touchdown last week, but but that's a mess, too, over there. Uh, I just don't like Buffalo, P- Pittsburgh's but, office ha- offense had negative seven yards in the fourth quarter. I know, but he's a big play guy. And, I and, hear and you. He saw the I... big play. I, I just I, – I, it to me, it's opportunity. And with, with, with Deontay still down, he's the top target there. Yeah. So I, I, I'm, I'm going to go with the target. I just don't like bad offenses. That's my bigger, like – Well, then – but, okay, is, is Buffalo a good offense right now? Well, they were last week. I know that much. Well, they yeah. sure as hell were last I, week. I don't know. I don't know who's good right now. That's a good point. All right, speaking all of the, which – All the quarterbacks stink, so – They do. They all <laughs> – there's there is one player that's good in the entire NFL, our lord and savior, Puka Nakua. If, uh, yeah. if, if Christian Watson's healthy, do I play him over Jerry Judy and Tutu Atwell? Definitely over Atwell. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, if he gets a full win today and tomorrow, I'll trust him. Uh, if he doesn't get a, if he doesn't get a full in, it, it can't be limited for me on Friday. It's gotta, it's gotta be a it's full be a practice. Full. Okay. Um, who am I dropping? I got to pick up a, a defense. Am I dropping R- Roshan Johnson? No, I, I, I just picked up Kareem Hunt. And I realized I got to hold on to him, so I got to drop Roshan Johnson, right? Mm, I mean, yeah. I mean, my I, other I like my my bench in this league. This is uh Ryan's league. My bench is Anthony Richardson, who I'm not going to drop because Tua Who's could, your starter Tua, but he could get a concussion tomorrow. Okay, you know, like could, I'm not dropping could. Anthony Richardson. So then my options would be Roshan, Kareem Hunt, Pacheco, DJ Moore, Gabe Davis, or Evan Ingram. Who's your starting tight end? My starting tight end is Goddard. So it's you know I can drop I. 
I can easily drop Ingram in that case. You I, would drop I know. Ingram really? before you drop Roshan, really? Yeah, because because look at the running backs and the way they're getting hurt already. And Roshan has already shown that that you know he's got some juice to him. It's just, not like her. I'm just it's not, not like Herbert's. I know, I know, but I I, I really you know how I struggle with dropping running backs. I understand. I think are be good later. I understand I, that. I, no re- if you're not if you're not playing Ingram this week, there's no reason for him to be on your roster. Except for the fact that I'm not confident about Goddard. Anyway. Well, but that, okay, so okay, but yeah, yet, that's you're where still we are. Not starting. Ingram. I I under, so would you start Ingram over Goddard? No. Okay. Well, there we that's are. Why I would cut him. That's why I would cut him. Let's get to the picks. I, fact, Let's get. I'm just fact, gonna get frustrated all, again. In all honesty, I just cut Ingram in one of my leagues. I, I you know, he's not gonna play if they, if he's not playing for you. Pick up somebody that that could be useful. And if you need a defense and you're not gonna drop the whatever starting defense you have or, or you don't have I don't. one. I, I, you, I dropped my defense to get Kareem Hunt. So Okay, so so then drop Ingram. Is he good? I mean, I he was wanna. good last year. He hasn't wa- been good this year. He was like my eighth-round pick. I don't want to. Wait until Sunday morning, yeah, exactly. so then maybe you have a chance to get him back on waivers. Yeah, that's – well, I don't I don't you're, think do it on You're going to be very upset, though, you know, if if all of a sudden this is the week that Roshan gets 15 touches and scores a touchdown. I know. I know that's true. All right. God, I hate this. Let's get to the damn picks. Yeah, let's ah, get to for them. For God's sakes. All right. I'm um, changing all mine. I already, I already, yeah, already it was a pick. rough week for KZ last week. KZ went 2-6, and six, fell out of the top spot on our table, which, yeah, the old, old, shrug, old shrugs over there. Old Griffin moved into the top spot. Griffin now 16-11 and 11 on the season, one game in front of KZ, two games in front of Nick Kelly and Andrew Stecka, three in front of Kyle Ottenheimer, four in front of myself, Ryan Chell, John, it, and Little there? Rock. I'm good. Yeah, <laughs> I'm good. Just don't lose, baby. That's all don't it is. Lose. Just don't lose. Uh, ninth place currently is where you find John Proctor. John Proctor, the only person that still owes me money. John Proctor, you have he until owes me money. you have shut up. You have until Monday, John Proctor. <laughs> you have until Monday. Um, and uh, Paul Valley now sitting in the uh, the bottom of the table Paul Valley 10 and 17 six mm. games back but only one game behind John Proctor at the bottom of the table as always three college games six NFL games to pick odds courtesy of our friends at superbook and superbook.com or download the superbook app and use the code glenclark23 when you do to get a same day first bet match up to $250 Glenn Clark 2-3, and that's two N's in Glenn. Glenn, if you're here, you should know that. Yeah. Glenn Clark 2-3, use that code and sign up today. Of course, the winner gets a little bit of cash, 250 bucks is the total, and the loser is the one who has to pay the ultimate penalty, death. No, uh, <laughs> <laughs> they'll have to come in here dressed like we a should lep- do that one. Dressed like the Notre Dame mascot. They'll have to uh, take an Irish dance lesson and then perform said Irish dance Sing Zombie by the Cranberries and Nothing Compares to You. Consume some haggis, tripe, and blood sausage, and then wash it all down with a Will Levist Irish coffee. Going to be a heck of a day. Where are we starting? We are starting in East Lansing, where everything is not going very well. Maryland at Michigan State at 3.30 on NBC. The Terps uh, have moved to eight-point favorites going Uh. into Michigan State. We know what Ken's doing. How'd that work for you last week, bud? Do we know? I'm, I'm good. Yeah, yeah. How about how about I was thinking about how smug you were probably feeling when Maryland was down fourteen nothing in that game. 
Like I, I had no, I had no idea they were even playing all Friday, Glenn. <laughs> I was thinking about how smug you would have been feeling then. <laughs> I, had, I, I actually looked up, and the first time I checked the game, I'm like, oh, they're playing all Friday. They were up like. 28 to 14. Yeah. This is another awkward spot to be in because, like, Ken, I I don't, not for the same reasons. Ken wouldn't care. I mean, like, but I don't have a ton of faith in Maryland. It's that, but, you know, look at what's going on on the other side. Eight points. Eight points. Uh, Michigan State, by the way, wasn't going to be good when they had Mel Tucker. Like, they were not expected to be a good football team. They got pounded last week, but Washington's good, right? Yeah, like, Washington Washington's good. good. But... I don't think they get pounded the same way. Like, I do think this is a competitive game, but I don't think I could pick Michigan State right now. I think I'm going to have to go with Maryland, even though I don't like it being more than a touchdown. Maryland's the pick. Eight points on the road in the Big Ten, right? I hear you. That's what if Michigan State I mean. just had their head coach, I wouldn't believe believe this was. I if they just weren't uh, in upheaval, I would not be picking Maryland to cover this number. I I, I want to stand on principle here, I really do. But there's no way Michigan State is ready to play a football game. It's a mess. I, I, there's just there's just no way. So this is going to work one of two ways. If, if, if this is going to be the last time. <laughs> like, you get bitten by this one and it never happens again. I will never. Yeah. And I, I, you can never, ever, Maryland ever. Could be, I don't care. Maryland could be underdogs care. against Akron. I don't care who they play. I don't care what the number is. But I'm going to take Maryland because there's no way Michigan State is ready to play a football game this week. Who do, Ken, who do you uh, root for in college football? Miami. Miami. The Miami. So he knows a thing or two about bad football. <laughs> he knows a thing or two about unwatchable, miserable football. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm taking Maryland, too. So, is, sorry, I was counting is, rings. You, what, 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 you, you counting what, rings? What, I, was, I was counting yeah. national championships. Yeah, uh, so Maryland's cool. also a former think? national champion. <laughs> That's something that Maryland and Miami have in common. They used to be good. Go ahead. Um. Yeah, I mean, this is this goes both ways. I do think Maryland is very good, and I think Michigan State is definitely, as Ken said, not ready to play football. I mean, they got shut out in the first half at home last week. It was, it was, uh, yeah. I'm taking the Terps minus eight. How to work out in 1984 for you, by the way, KZ? How'd that one go when you when Miami took on Maryland? How'd that go? It looked pretty good at the half, didn't it? That's a, actually, Glenn. That's what turned me into a Miami fan. Was them losing, blowing a 31 I, point I lead against just, Maryland? I, I, it's it was the weirdest it's thing a, it's I've a ever weird, It's a weird thing. No, I'm serious. I'm serious. I, I finished watching that game in Sears because I my my parents made me leave at halftime because I wouldn't leave. Okay. And they're like, this game's over. I finished watching it in Sears. <laughs> but why did it make you become a Miami fan? It just I, I, I don't know. It just did. That's so weird, dude. You, I know. It's do you weird. know what Miami's all time record is against Maryland? No. They eight, don't play that often. Eight and nine. Suck it. <laughs> Suck it, Zalis. <laughs> Maryland is owned Miami. Yeah. Why Why isn't my Maryland ranked yet? Uh, because they haven't played anybody. Okay, I'm just asking. Charlotte's real? No. <laughs> like, they haven't played anybody. And they're not gonna... I mean, they're, where are they, 3-0 or 4-0? They're 3-0. They they've, okay. they've all been at home. Yeah. And they haven't been against good teams. So it's possible they'll I be... Just, I just... 
Like usually, usually the AP ranks anybody that's undefeated. That's undefeated. I get it, and it's possible they'll be ranked if they win. And then you know, like next week they're home against Indiana, so like they sh- there is no excuse Should. for them not Should. being five. If they're not five and zero, oh, then there's a problem. Like there's no way around that, and that's. I get it. It's still Maryland football we're talking about, so there's no yeah. reason why we should assume that they'll be five and zero. But if they're not five and zero going into Ohio State, that's a problem. So they might, you know, get to say their number. Th- that might be a top twenty-five matchup in Columbus. Might be, and then they'll be <laughs> very quickly removed from the top twenty-five. Didn't they, they almost beat Ohio State? Last they did. Year? They damn near almost beat Ohio State. Uh, I. I don't, I don't have quite the same faith, but uh, we'll see. I, I bet we'll be picking that game as well. Yeah. Two people, uh, two people not named Ken Zalis picking Michigan State this oh. week. Oh, John Proctor, Ooh. okay, and Ryan Shell. Interesting, yes. interesting choices. Yes. Interesting choices. The rest of us are on the. Teams. I don't know if they've heard about what's going on at Michigan State. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I do get it. We're not exactly the group that's following college football very closely. It is totally possible that like John Proctor has no idea what's happening at Michigan State. Ryan Shell, I'd be surprised by that though. Yeah, he should. Yeah. Uh, we are sticking with the Colorado theme, of course. Number nineteen, Colorado. Uh, yeah, this week it's actually deserved. It is actually a big game. Going into uh, Eugene, Oregon, right? Number ten, Oregon Ducks, uh, three thirty on ABC, and the Ducks are favored by three touchdowns, twenty-one points. Man, what do you do with this, right? So I think it's pretty obvious. You're inclined to bet Colorado because of the spread, but they didn't look the same without Travis Hunter. Their their offense really only looked sharp on that final drive of regulation. Defensively, I don't know why Oregon wouldn't just run a drag on every play because they had no answers for drags. I mean, it was an abomination but it's still 21. God, I know I'm I know I'm eating it on this one. Like I know that I'm the mark. Like this number is what it is for a reason. They're they're begging you to bet Colorado because they think this is going to be a 42-7 game. And how dare you think you know more than Vegas does. But on oh god. It's just Colorado. Oh gonna hate myself for that i think you feel good about it okay quack quack i mean you're the smart decision i mean i I mean i i just look i i sort of throw out last week a little bit because rivalry games are rivalry games and and you know colorado state uh, they weren't getting any of the attention and it all became about the coaches but colorado state before the season people were starting to talk like they were going to be better than they've been the past couple of years. They have some talent. The quarterback's not bad. Uh, no Hunter. Uh, Oregon looks like they can put up 70 uh, against anybody. I, I, I'll take I'll take the Ducks. Over-under is 69 and a half. Uh, so if they three. scored 70, then Colorado could get shut out, and all's good. I'm gonna, <laughs> I, I, I've already bet the over and given the points. All right. Um. I mean, I'm taking I'm taking Colorado. I think I like Shadur Sanders. I think I like him better than Bo Nix. And uh, that's not that's a very small Oregon part of this equation. Lost, Oregon almost lost to Texas Tech. I'll take uh, I'm going to take uh, the Buffaloes once again, getting three touchdowns. Um, so Glenn on Colorado on Oregon is Ken. Uh, he is joined by John Proctor and Andrew Stetka. 
which yeah, anymore is it? actually is fine. That's it? Yeah, right? Yeah, There's an opportunity it. for that it. That is it. Wow. Yeah. Everybody buying the coin. Seven to wow. three. Well, dude, they're very, I don't know if you heard. There were like 20 million of us watching the game at two in the morning on Saturday night. Look, I was right there. God, between them, it. between them and the Orioles, I, I I need a day off. Somebody's got to give me a. Day well, the off. funny part too is that like I kept saying to myself, I don't need to care about this. I, I don't. Just, I didn't care. I could just go was, to bed, but I couldn't. Uh, I was too. Couldn't. I was too involved. I was we're too all, invested. I couldn't turn it off. Yep. Next, yep. next up, college game day will be going to South Bend, Indiana. The number nine Notre Dame fighting Despite Irish. The, fact the game is on NBC. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they were hosting the number six Ohio State podcast. So do not change your channel after the Maryland game. Following that game on NBC, Notre Dame getting three points at home. The Buckeyes are three-point favorites. I don't know if either of these teams are good. One of them does not look good. <sighs> you say that, but like it's early. Yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't over. I feel like the easy thing to say here is Notre Dame's getting points at home, so just take Notre Dame. But when was the last time Notre Dame came through in a big spot? Other than when Clemson didn't have their quarterback a couple years ago, right? Like, name the last time Notre Dame beat a legitimately good football team in a big game. Exactly. Now, they did, like, they did beat Clemson. It's just that Clemson didn't have uh, Trevor Lawrence. I, I, this is such a difficult thing to do because you can never, ever, ever trust Notre Dame. But they are getting points at home. What's the likelihood that this game is going to be decided by less than three points, though? Ah. They're calling for rain, so I guess that maybe helps make the game feel a little closer. Well, it's expect score, to be lesser, lesser scoring, yeah. right? And what happened last year? Remind me. Uh, that was when Notre Dame did cover. I think it was Ohio State won twenty-one to ten, right? Yeah. And that was disappointing, and yeah, yeah. but still, an eleven-point game would comfortably cover three points. Yeah. Ohio State. I'm not doing it. Notre Dame's always gonna. They're they're always gonna be Notre Dame in big spots. I get it. Ohio State does not look great, but Ohio State. I can't believe I have to pick this game. I hate these teams. Same here. <laughs> I'm just going to take Ohio State because I can't pick Notre Dame in anything. So, Ohio State. You said Notre Dame, right, Glenn? No, I said Ohio oh, State. No, he said Ohio State. State. Yeah. Sorry, 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 sorry. I like Sam Hartman, uh, and I like Notre I like Dame. Sam Hartman, too. I like, I think... What, are you a Notre Dame fan? No, I'm not a Notre Dame fan. He's wearing Notre uh... Dame colors. Huh? Well, he will be when he loses our competition. Yeah, it's gonna be tough. There's gonna have to be a big swing. Yeah, right. Uh, I'm taking I'm taking Notre Dame in this one. I, I like Sam Hartman more, and they are at home. They got College Game Day going there. It's it's gonna be it should be a, a ruckus atmosphere. And Cal McCord just hasn't really looked That's great. Fine, to me. it's Notre Dame in a big game. They're different this year, are they? <laughs> I'll we'll take, find out. I will take Notre Dame. Uh, backing the Irish with me is Kyle Ottenheimer. John and Little Rock, Dr. Nick Kelly, and like, Ryan. Are you Schell? telling me that you've got tickets for me or call you? Okay, about I got to okay. oh. stop the show. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is important. Also, Andrew Stecco on Notre out. Dame. So on, on Ohio State will be Ken, Glenn, Paul, and John Proctor. So you get Proctor on your side. I got Paul Valley, who's currently at the bottom <laughs> of the table on yeah, my side. Yeah. I, don't I can love tell it. Paul's taking his picks a little bit more seriously because his, his, his email to me is a little less, a uh, little less fun. He'll usually maybe a little commentary on a pick. 
Paul. Paul, straight business this week. Oh, okay. Yeah. He's been giving you commentary? I mean, not much. But you haven't yeah. shared it at all. I thought I had Maybe one. you did. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Fair enough. Next. Uh, next up. Oh, we move to the, the NFL. Yeah, to the to NFL. It. To the NFL. Yeah, Tennessee. Pick up the pace a little. Tennessee Titans at the Cleveland Browns on CBS. Yeah, what a o'clock. dreadful week of NFL games really? it is. And part of that is because, as Ken pointed out, who's good. But, like, it's a really, really bad week of – the NFL schedule is awful this week. There well, is – all this two Monday night thing and yeah. it just – Yeah, but those games aren't good down. either. Eh, I know, better, but it's, I just, it just, it's just silly. I mean, if you're saying that because we want to believe that Tampa might be good, then that's a good matchup because they're both 2-0, and fine. But, like, I'm just not – I'm not yeah. with you there. I don't think Tampa's good. I just think they happen to have won two games against bad teams. Um if Joe Burrow plays, I guess that other game is good, right? But do we know if Joe Burrow's playing? Like, it's stinks. He'll probably stinks. play. Stinks. It's all He's stunk stuff. for two weeks in a row, though. The Browns are favored by three and a half, hosting the Titans. And I can't confirm this is in Cleveland. Yeah, thank you. Sure. I'm not going to yeah. screw with you. Um, God, what do you make of these teams, right? Like, Deshaun Watson stinks. You assume the Tennessee stinks, but they just beat the Chargers last week. Browns three and a half points is what it is. Yes. I'll just take the Titans just for the points there. That's all that is. It's a play on the points against a Browns team that just doesn't is not impressed me. So that's all I'm doing is playing the points. Yeah, I I think that's the right way to do it. You got two teams that defensively though are pretty good. Um, you the only the the Titans. The Titans can't uh, can't stop most people through the air, but the Browns can't throw through the air right now. So just lost their running back, which just feel horrible for Nick Chubb. One of my favorite players in the NFL, and it's just horrible what happened there. Um, and Tennessee can run the ball in what should be an ugly game, so I'll take the three and a half. Um, oh, you're, you're taking Tennessee, or you're, you're taking the Titans, right, Ken? We're both taking the Titans. Okay, he's flipping, Ken's yes. flipping his pick. So that oh, means, uh, I mean, Browns, I'm taking the Titans it. as well. I like I the t- way I they said, run the ball. I announced, I announced a lot of flipping. That's yeah, that's fair. I just want to make sure I get it right. Deshaun Watson looks terrible, um, so I'm not taking the Browns, even at home. Uh, give me the Titans with the hook as well. It means we will have our first lone wolf Ooh, of the week. give me a howl. Oh, it's Ryan Shell. Backing oh, the Brownies. Yeah. Backing that's a, the you know, that's not a bad, it's a home team. Not a, bad, and not yeah, a big number. A big game, like, yeah. that's to get a lone wolf out of yeah. that. Like, that's not bad. Hey, quickly, let, let me tell you that today's show is also brought to you by the Baltimore County Police Department. Their next hiring event is coming up on October 28th at the Public Safety Building, 700 East Joppa Road in Towson. You can complete multiple parts of the hiring process, including the agility test, the written test, and go through the entire application right there on the spot. Members of the specialized units will also be in attendance for you to find out more about perhaps the career path. So if you're like, I'm not sure I want to be a patrol officer, there will be opportunities for you there. And uh, and then the trunk or treat event that afternoon, which is really cool. If you're not thinking about becoming a police officer, but you just want to have your kids interact with the police, sort of try to help repair those relationships and maybe any amount of trust issues that you might have, it's a great opportunity for you to spend time with the Baltimore County Police and get candy for the kids. So you can find out more by calling 410-887-4584, Baltimore County Police Department. Next hiring event, October 28th. Atlanta Falcons at the Detroit Lions in Detroit, uh, 1 o'clock on Fox. The Lions are three-point favorites hosting the Falcons. Um, Lions... 
I, I don't have a strong feeling about it. I don't, again, the Falcons are a team that I know they're off to a good start, but I don't think they're quite as good as they their record would say they are. And I think the Lions got a wake-up call last week. I think they started feeling themselves after winning in Kansas City. I think the Lions will be okay. So, Lions. Yeah. Um, I actually think the actually results like- last week help the line here. Like, I don't think – before last week, what do you think the line of this game would have been? Six. I, I was thinking five, five and a half, something like that. So yes, I think that you get you get a boost because of the results of last week's game. So I think this is almost yeah. a half to pick. Yeah, I'm I'm going to take the Lions as well. Um, I actually think the Falcons, as the season goes on, will get better and better. Um, I actually like their talent um, on both sides of the ball, but uh, not quite not quite yet. I still think Detroit's the class of that division and and. Uh, you know, probably probably a little bit too much for Atlanta to handle this this week. So I'll take the Lions. Um, I wish there was a hook here, but I I'm taking the uh, the future yeah. NFC South champions. Okay, I'm taking the Atlanta Falcons and uh, Artie Smith's offense to you know keep not giving the ball to Kyle Pitts and and hopefully start giving it to Bijan more and, and force feeding Drake London like they should. Uh, but I'm gonna take the Falcons here getting points, uh, even though they're on the road. So I will be on the Falcons. Uh, I'm not a lone wolf as Andrew Stetka joins me. On the Atlanta again, Falcons. Once upon a time would be a death. Yeah. Like would just make you feel like hell. But all of a sudden you're like, okay. Not bad. Everybody else on the Lions. Uh next up uh to the nation's capital, the Buffalo Bills travel to take on the commander. Probably the game of the week. Yeah, I guess. Uh, yeah. I mean, I get fine. Even Philly the, Philly Tampa, fine, is the game of the but I, I still feel like Bengals. Rams, even though the Bengals are so, You can't call it the game of the week unless Joe Burrow is playing. You can't. He should. You keep it. saying he should. Until we know that he's playing, we have no idea about that. Um, uh, the, the, the commanders are getting six and a half at home. Oh. God. Um, this is where I'm supposed to say good team getting points at home. You have to go with the commanders. But I have no idea if the Commanders are a good team. And let's not forget that they did everything in their power to try to lose to the Broncos last week. And they were not overly impressive against the Cardinals either. But it's six and a half at home with a much better... I saw that the game was sold out. I do know that the Bills fans travel really well, so I don't think it'll be like an overwhelming home field advantage for Washington. It might even really be like 50-50 on Sunday. But that's, I, I hate to say, even 50-50 is better than what it would have been two years ago if the Bills had played in Washington. I can't, I'm in Washington. I just don't, to Ken's point earlier, how much trust do you have in the Bills right now? They did look good last week, but Washington. Oh, yeah, I'm going to take Washington as well. I, I, I like what they're, what they've put together this year. I, I bet the over on them uh, for total wins before the season. I bet the over on Sam Howell's touchdown. Um, I think he's a legit NFL quarterback and and can uh, push the ball downfield. And you got to like what Brian Roberts is doing in the run game. So um, I'll take the uh, Commanders. Yeah, the Bills just don't. They don't. I mean, I know they dog walked the the Raiders, but I don't think Vegas is very good at all. Um, 
and yeah, going into Washington, who, as you guys said, I think that they're they're maybe not a good team, but they're a better team, and uh, they're getting a lot of points here at home. So I'm gonna take the the commies as well. Uh, back in the Bills, we are six four split on this one. Paul, Kyle, Dr. Nick Kelly, and Andrew Stetka are on the Buffalo Bills. Weird world though, when more people are on the Washington Commanders yeah, than yeah. the Buffalo Bills. I get it; it's the number, like the number <laughs> is the play there, but still a weird world. Uh, still in the one o'clock window, L.A. Chargers at the Minnesota Vikings battle of the zero and twos, uh, and this is a pick'em. <laughs> it's a one o'clock. One o'clock. So you do have the. It's not an East Coast thing, but you still have the West West uh, Pacific Time Zone team mm-hmm. playing at one o'clock, which obviously didn't affect the Forty ers earlier this season. But the Forty ers aren't the Chargers. Hey. Like, you want to just say the Vikings are at home, so you pick them, but inherently I do believe that the Chargers are the better team here. Is What do we make of Cam Akers arriving in Minnesota, Ken? What do you, like, from a fantasy perspective, what are you doing with that? Yeah. Uh, I mean, nothing this week, obviously. Um, but um, I think it's a wake-up call more so for Madison and saying, look, you, you've sucked for two weeks, you got to be better. And we now have a, a viable replacement that they trust more in in, in pass protection than they do Ty Chandler. So um, I don't I don't think much of it. I think it's murky at best. And I, I think all of the running backs, um, if Madison doesn't show out against a, a, a leaky uh, Chargers team, then, you know, you're just going to have a, a true mess the rest of the way. So. I, I wouldn't rush to pick him up. I wouldn't drop yeah. him. But, you know. I saw Brandon Staley was getting chippy with reporters after the game last week, mm. which is a, a clear sign that, like, seat is warm. That by October he might not be the coach of the Chargers any longer. Yeah, I mean, I'll say they win this game, though. I yeah. will go Chargers. Good. I'm going to go Vikings. I love what their offense is doing. Kirky has done really, really well so far this year. Uh, the addition of Addison has really um, brought something to that team. They have two viable route runners that can get open seemingly at any time. Uh, there's something wrong with the Chargers. I, I don't know what it is. I mean, you look at their numbers offensively. There's no reason why they should be uh, losing these two they're, games. They're right? not bad. Like when, I mean, when I mean, you said they're not like, bad. Like they're they, they're not turning the ball over. They're, it's they're insane not. I mean, that they're losing. It, makes they, a, it it really makes no sense when you when you if you didn't watch the games. Like it really even watch it again. Let me guess. I mean, Herbert's been fine. Um, Allen's been great. Uh, you know, the run game suffered last week, but they, they went against a, a tough run team. But Minnesota offensively, if we if we think this is going to be an offensive shootout with two, you know, not so great defenses, I, I'll, I'll take the Vikings here. Uh, yeah, I agree with everything Ken just said there. And uh, as Dr. Nick Kelly points out, it's 1 p.m. Uh, Kirk Cousins. So uh, There is 1 p.m. Kirk Cousins. Uh, so right I will be that. taking the Vikings, taking the Chargers alongside Glenn will be Kyle and John Proctor. I, I don't know out, what to do with that. I have no idea how to feel about it. Yeah, we don't know this year. No idea. <laughs> Steelers at the Raiders on Sunday night on NBC. The Las Vegas is favored by two and a so, half. So I'm going to address something in a home game. John Little Rock asked, twofold he asked are we going to include colorado every week well right now oh no. pro yeah what is usc next week uh let me see what their schedule is i mean if it's a top 25 matchup yeah. maybe so yeah i mean like it depends it colorado by the way if colorado gets blasted by 40 points on, on saturday then no probably not 
But right now, yes, this is the second biggest game of the week. There are other good games this week. I think this is... Uh, Ole Miss, Alabama. This is John's SEC bias showing. I, nobody wants to talk about Alabama right now. I they did really stink. want to pick Ole Miss. That's fine. But Alabama... <laughs> Until Alabama's in the top 10, we don't need to put them on. 100%. Almost. Like There's no reason for us to be... In the rest of the country, Alabama is going to be ignored because... How do you not draft them? They're not, they're next, not week doing is, next week is USC. Then they got Arizona State. Well, so that's that's like next week. I could see that Colorado. If Colorado doesn't get blasted by Oregon on Saturday, then they when could they end win. up. Yeah. They could end up. We could end up picking that game again next week. But this week, it just so happens to be that because they're playing Oregon and because they're undefeated, that Colorado Oregon's one of the best games of the week. And then, as far as the Thursday night game is concerned, come on, who is picking the Giants tonight? Come on. I know Steelers Raiders stinks. I understand it is a dog Sunday night football game. Oh, it is dreadful. And as we pointed out this week, the Sunday night football schedule, there's like three good Sunday night games, and everything else stinks until they get into flex zone. So it is what it is. But at least you don't know how to pick it. Whereas tonight's game. Everybody, I don't know what the number would have to be for you to suddenly think like, yeah, I'll pick New York on a short week against the best team in the NFL. Maybe if it was two touchdowns, you'd think about it. Maybe. But it wasn't. It was, what, ten and a half? So yeah, it is we couldn't yeah. justify. I like, trust me, I like having the Thursday night game involved too because it gives you a little reason to watch. Yeah, well, a little, if, I, if I'm starting Daniel Jones tonight, I guess I will be. But, yeah, that was the reason why we didn't go to the Thursday night game this week is because it's just – there's no way that we could uh, envision yeah, there one, being... Uh, what is it, Coastal Georgia State tonight? Oh, is that the big game? That's yeah. a big college matchup tonight. Um, anyway, th- by the way, it's good, it's good because we're going to be watching the Orioles anyway tonight. Like, all's good. As far as Sunday night is concerned, what was the spread? Remind me. Uh, two and a half for the Raiders. They're getting two and a half? They're, no, they're, they're favored they're by two and, and a half. When you said two and a half for the Raiders, that's a weird way of putting it. My fault. Um... This sucks so much. What a miserable football game. What, what do you want me to say here? I mean, the Steelers' defense is good. They got that going for them. I don't know if the Raiders have anything going for them. And I guess because the Raiders, you get points. You get points with the Steelers. It's not. It's only two. I don't know. Whatever Steelers. I I, I hate this game so much. Steelers. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Pittsburgh as well. I. I... I really don't like anything coming out of the Raiders right now. This is the funny part. They're they gonna, look, they're gonna win they this. They're gonna win this game something like sixteen to fourteen. Yeah. Well, and, if they, oh, yeah. yeah, right. And then, like and then next week, like the national media is gonna be like, well, Pittsburgh, they're two and one. They're really dangerous. Like, look, and it's we all they stink. God, they stink. running out of time on Ken, so I'm gonna start a new Zoom meeting. Uh, just oh, for God's sake, well, what? make your pick. Make what? your pick what? quickly. What? Make your pick. I made my pick. Yeah, he said, oh. he said uh, he's Steelers. Oh, Steelers. Steelers. Sorry. All right. All right. Uh, I'm picking Steelers as well. How many more games do we, we have? We have one more game. All right. Left. Well, let's fly. Well, no, I had I had to restart. We were out of time. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Jesus. Um. Yeah. Uh, I'm taking uh, the the Steelers as well. It's gonna feel like a home game. Maybe let Vegas. me know that ahead of time. I know. I should have. Well, okay. I thought we were gonna make it. Uh, the, another lone wolf this week uh, on the Raiders is John Proctor. Okay. All and right. the give it Colts. give it a hell. Yeah. How oh, are you doing for John? Oh. Colts at the Ravens. Ravens seven and a half point favorite. I mean, there's nothing to like here, but there's nothing to like on either side. So, 
Ravens. I mean, there's just one of these teams has Lamar Jackson, the other one doesn't. I, that's all. That's all this is. Everybody's hurt. It's a disaster in both ways. Like, there's just nothing at all good about this game, this pick, anything like that. Ravens ultimately ends up being the pick for it, and I, I don't. Again, I don't like that it's seven and a half, but that's what it is. All right, so fine. We gotta get, we gotta get Ken back on the phone. Apparently, all right. What's what is the deal? What happened? Well, we're on our we're on the uh, the free plan of Zoom, so. And but I, why and couldn't I, you just? Well, it, it was gonna take too long for me to log into your account and oh, then start a new meeting. Sake. He's here on the. Can't just make your pick. It's, it's the Ravens minus seven and a half. Steelers. <laughs> no, this pick. What? I don't even know what game for. Ravens. <laughs> Ravens. Colts. Oh, uh, I am. What's this? Seven and a half. Yes. Um, I'm actually gonna. I, I started with the Ravens. I'm actually gonna take the Colts here in the points. Uh, it looks like it's going to be a mess on Sunday, so I'm just expecting a kind of low-scoring, uh, ugly game with some turnovers on both sides just because of the rain and wind. So uh, I'm going to take the points. It's too much for me. I think the I think the Ravens win the game. I just don't. I, I think I think the Colts' defense is better than we're all giving them credit for. All right. What is everybody else doing? Uh, you, uh... I'm going to take the. Two and O teams against the spread as uh, favorites in Week Three are thirty eight and forty nine against the spread. Uh, so the Ravens fallen since two thousand five. Uh, but underdogs of seven or more points, zero and five, uh, it, uh, straight up this uh, this year. So losing by or an average by fifteen points. So that's enough. I'll take the Ravens to to cover by by uh, by more than seven and a half. Uh, on the on the Colts, Ryan Shell and Andrew Stetka. All right, very yeah. good, very good. KZ, remind everybody, fantasy pros, what else they need to know. Uh, that's about it. You can find uh, rankings, little things I write from time to time. You can also find my rankings on pressboxonline.com. Love that. All right, at fans fantasy on Twitter is how you follow. Them. Thanks, buddy. Talk to you next week. Thanks, guys. Ken Zalas with us here for picks. Yeah, we we uh, went a little long on that. We got to tighten that up. Tighten that up. Good thing you didn't book any guests today. Would have been awkward. Yeah, thank goodness. Would have been awkward at that point. Uh, Adam Amin will join us. He's calling tonight's game for uh, Fox as uh, the Orioles take on the Guardians. So we will catch up with him here in about 10 minutes. Uh, reminder that the Tyus Bowser show returns one week, well, in five days, frankly, next Tuesday night, Tyus Bowser show. We will be at Guilford Hall Brewery, one of my favorite spots. It's such, if you've never been to Guilford Hall Brewery, you should just go to go. Like, then, not only do you get the delicious food and the incredible beer selection at Guilford Hall Brewery, but you also get the Tyus Bowser show with Tyus and his special guest on Tuesday night. You can find out more by going to pressboxonline.com slash Bowser. It's all brought to you by Superbook Sports and helpmygamblingproblem.org. Tyus Bowser Show, Tuesday night, Guilford Hall Brewery in Station North. Look forward to seeing you out there. I feel like there was something that I wanted to touch on really quickly before we went to break. I feel like there was something that had popped up this morning, and now I have already forgotten what it was, so thanks a lot, Griffin. Yeah. Way to screw it all up. Thanks, on me. thanks for nothing, man. What was it? We talked about Cam Akers. We talked about Kareem Hunt. So Cam Akers, obviously that means he's not coming to Baltimore. We did get our answer about that yesterday after they had apparently poked in on. Sounds like we'd rather have Kenyon Drake anyway. So Maybe you would rather have Kenyon Drake. I don't know. I I still can't escape like the what's happened to Cam Akers thing where I'm like, that wasn't that long ago. 
And I know he had the injury, but like, what happened there? It's not like they they tried it last year and it didn't work. Maybe. And there was all this like ambiguous stuff that was coming out of L.A. about it when L.A. wasn't good, and they weren't giving Cam Akers more of a workload. And I was like, Did you just say something mean to Sean McVay? Or I don't know. Or? I, I I don't. It's just so weird that I'll never understand what the situation was with Cam Akers in L.A. It will never make a lick of sense to me what was going on out there. But ultimately, they decided to move on. Look, Kyron Williams clearly became the guy. There's no debating that. Like, he was definitely going to be the guy. So I understand it, and we'll see how that works now with Cam Akers in Minnesota. I think I like that was it. That was it. We'll move on. When we come back in, we'll talk some more Orioles. Adam Amin from Fox. He's on the call tonight. We will chat with him next as we continue on a Thursday edition of Glenn Clark Radio. Why bet with the big boys this football season? Instead, try your hand with the local book, Superbook Sports, this fall. Superbook Sports is the book next door. Just a dedicated team of the best odds makers in Las Vegas, making sure you get the best prices and parlays anywhere. And now, Superbook will give you a bonus of up to $250 when you sign up and wager on the same day and use the promo code GlennClark23, G-L-E-N-N-C-L-A-R-K-2-3. So bet with the best. And use the promo code GlennClark23 this football season with Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Six chicken tenders made from fresh, never-frozen Royal Farms world-famous chicken. A family-sized order of Western fries, honey mustard dipping sauce, and a two-liter bottle of Dr. Pepper. It's Royal Farms' new Tucker's Tenders Meal. It's Justin Tucker's favorite, and at only $19.99, it'll be your favorite meal, too. The new Tucker's Tenders Meal, available only at Royal Farms. Now you can kick back, relax, and eat like a champion. Real fresh, real fast, Royal Farms. Gambling can be a fun and entertaining experience, but there are risks involved. If you're planning on betting on the game at the casino or on your phone or computer, know your limit, stay within it. Set a budget and a time to stop. Remember, gambling isn't a financial solution and it doesn't mix well with alcohol or drugs. Know the risks and have a plan before you begin gambling. For free and confidential services, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org. The Maryland Five Star returns to iconic Fair Hill October 19th to 22nd, marking the next chapter in Maryland's equestrian tradition. Best described as the triathlon of horse eventing, you won't want to miss this thrilling sport. Enjoy a fall festival with local fair, retail vendors, and tons of family fun. Come for the event and stay for the experience in Cecil County, home to the Chesapeake Bay waterfront with vibrant small towns and accommodations to suit every desire. It's the place to be in October. Visit MarylandFiveStar.us for tickets. It's a Maryland thing you wouldn't understand. Where the waves meet the shore, you will find Dorchester County. Hi, this is Jimmy Charles. When I think of Maryland, I think Dorchester County on the eastern shore where it's open for making memories. Dorchester County, it's a Maryland thing. For more info, visit www.visitdorchester.org. It's a Maryland thing. What's up, everyone? It's Tyus Bowser, and I've had so much fun hanging out with Rita 
and putting up with Glenn the last couple years that I've decided to do it again. Season three of the Ties Bowser Show is happening this year as we'll be all over town, giving you the chance to get to know me and some of my teammates. As we talk football, life in general, and just say what needs to be said, you can find out more about the show by going to pressboxonline.com slash Bowser. If you don't live in the area, you can watch the shows live on Facebook and YouTube. And if you miss one, you can listen Friday nights at 105.7 a fan. So we'll see you all season long for the Ties Bowser Show, a partnership of Pressbox and Great Ace Memorabilia. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org. The next Tyus Bowser Show is Tuesday, September 26th at Guilford Hall Brewery in Station North. It's brought to you by Superbook Sports. Make the most out of every day in your Toyota RAV4. Available in hybrid or gas-only models. A RAV4 can get you where you want to go in style. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new RAV4s from your local Toyota dealer today. All electronic tolling is here to stay in Maryland. And driveeasymd.com helps you cruise a little easier. We're Maryland's tolling resource. Home to Easy Pass, pay-by-plate, and video tolling. It's never been easier to pay your way. Driveeasymd.com will keep you moving. Make sure you're tuned in every Tuesday for Pressbox Fantasy Football Analyst Joe Serpico to get you ready for your Waiver Wire Wednesday, brought to you by Live Casino and Hotel. And if you have other fantasies you want fulfilled, subscribe to Glenn and Jeremy Kahn's OnlyFans page at... Wait, are people supposed to know about that? Stan the Fan Charles, Ross Grimsley, Luke Jackson talk baseball with you every Monday evening, unless, you know, the game time dictates they should do it a little bit earlier than they do it Monday afternoons. Facebook.com slash PressBoxSports, YouTube.com slash PressBoxOnline if you don't catch it live, or PressBoxOnline.com slash video every Monday. Stan the Fan, Ross Grimsley, and Luke Jackson talking baseball with you. We continue along here on a Thursday edition of GCR. I was joking with Griffin that we didn't have uh, a lot of guests today. We do have a nice little day planned for tomorrow. Chuck Pagano is scheduled to join us. We'll preview the Colts. Coach is actually still doing, like, TV work. It's amazing. Like, Brian Billick went through this where he stuck around in Baltimore. Chuck Pagano is stuck around in Indianapolis. Like, the differences between places where a coach gets let go and, like, they just, like, you're, you're dead to me. And other places are like, no, nah, I love it there. I love my time there. and Appreciate the people. Like, it's just odd. Always very interesting to me the way that that goes. But... We'll talk Chuck Pagano tomorrow, and the Hall of Famer, James Lofton, will join us tomorrow as well as he is on the call with Beth Moens for uh, Ravens-Colts Sunday on CBS. So, fun day lined up tomorrow. Was it the uh, Orioles wearing their floaties? Was that what you Well, no, it wasn't the thing, but that was fun. I mean, it was, you know, thankfully they didn't lose the series and then do that. It's always like, it's like what I was talking about with Sunday when you're doing the champagne celebration. The optics, there's always somebody who's like, really, you lost? and you're Like, they won the series. If they had lost the series, I could see where it would be awkward. But I loved it. I thought it was great. I think it speaks to this unmeasurable thing that we can see in the clubhouse. In fact, I, I will tell you that as I was doing this game with um, you know, Caroline Means, John's wife, last night, she was the one that brought it to my attention. She was like, wait till you see this. <laughs> And they had talked about it on the the broadcast yesterday, like the Brett Hot right. or uh, Kevin Brown had brought up, like, "Hey, did you bring your floaties?" Like, I I got word that the rookie theme for dress up the dress up trip is Mr. Splash. I guess it was Melanie Newman who brought it. Oh, was that's yeah. exactly yes. what it was. Melanie brought it up, um, and it was great. It was great. I I dig that. Um, you know, I I I have heard stories over the years about other types of cultures 
in baseball teams and like places where players had dress codes and I've heard stories about places where uh, players' families have had dress codes that were like strictly enforced. I've heard a lot of stories the about Yankees thing, or not just the Yankees. I mean, like I I can't even tell you if I don't even know if it's a Yankees thing. Um, I, I've just heard stories about those things elsewhere in baseball, and I, I don't think that's the reason why the Orioles are good. I think the Orioles are good because they have good baseball players. Like I think that's the reason why they're good. But I think we've all been inclined to believe that the culture here has mattered. And in their attitude and the way that they've competed and, you know, been stayed in games until late. I think little things like this are all part of that. That these guys genuinely enjoy being around here and around each other. And there's kind of this, like, college atmosphere that has existed with this team. And I dig it. And I, I thought it was cool seeing the pictures. I, I, I dug the fact that they did it with Mr. Splash. I think that's fun that they played into something that the fan base enjoys. Ten and a half. High fives all around for the Orioles doing the Mr. Splash bit for the um, the uh, the rookies for their dress-up trip this season. So, uh, yes, all on board with that. But that definitely wasn't what I was thinking. There was something else that had come up, Vince. I keep trying to tell you, we're so Orioles-Raven-centric that like when other stories pop up, they, I'm just missing them all together. Like the things that are they're doing three hours about on ESPN, I don't even register with me. I've got my mind is directly down those tracks. Orioles, Ravens, basically nothing else. A little bit of Colorado football, I guess. And I'll that's it. That's that's all I've got time for. Speaking of the Orioles, they are back on network TV tonight for a second straight week, the Thursday night game on Fox, as they are in Cleveland taking on the Guardians. And our next guest will be on the call. He's Fox play-by-play voice, Adam Amin, and he's back with us now here on GCR. Adam, it's uh, Glenn in Baltimore. It's really great to catch up with you, man. Thank you so much for taking a couple of minutes for us. No worries, buddy. No worries. Great to chat with you as always. Dude, I bet before the season you were totally thinking to yourself, I will probably be in Cleveland for an Orioles-Guardians baseball game in uh, late September. I'm sure that's exactly where you expected to be. Just as we planned it. Just as we planned it. The youthful, exuberant Orioles who've lost 100-plus games three times in the last uh, you know decade. We're definitely going to be at the top of our list for teams to cover this year. I, I've been talking to, like, I talked to Smoltzy a couple times this season, and, like, the, when he talks to it, us, he's like, dude, I'm so happy that I get to come to Baltimore for games. Like, this is so yeah. good for baseball. And I, I wonder if you feel the same way. Like, you've done a lot of the same teams over the years, and, you know, knowing the, this, the, the way this works the way that you do, that it's just good for the sport for there to be new faces, new exciting new young stars for the rest of the, the league to learn about. Yeah, I think last year even, you know, we were doing the National League playoffs and you get a team like a San Diego that, you know, I, I know it's not as, that that's not as fun of a story because it's superstars, you know, but it, it's still the little brother of, of the Dodgers and they come in and they upset the Dodgers after upsetting the Mets. And, you know, it, it is a good story. And for a team like this that has young players to build around, that has players that you can kind of start to pencil in. I look at what the Braves are doing right now, right? And they're an old school throwback yeah. 1990s type of lineup where just about every day, you know, 
which players you're going to pencil into the lineup, right? You pretty much know the starting nine. And, and while there's a lot of versatility on this Baltimore team, you kind of know the six or seven guys just about every day that you're going to start to pencil into the lineup, not just for this year, hopefully, but for several years to come. And that's how you build loyalty in a fan base, and that's how you build some brand equity for a franchise that, frankly, has needed it in, in the baseball realm for quite some time. You know, there's only been a handful of playoff trips since the turn of the century, and there hasn't been one since, you know, 16. There hasn't been a division title since 14. It's right there for you, and, and it's, it's been built through the farm system. It's been built through young, fun, entertaining players in an entertaining style of baseball, and they keep popping them up. You know, now the Hurst, you know, the, the, the Kerstead kid's up, and, and that's fun to watch, and Henderson's probably going to win Rookie of the Year, and Rutschman's become one of my favorite players, not only in terms of what he does on the field, as a catcher, as a switch hitter, but also like his personality. Like I also love, I think you should leave and quote it constantly. So <laughs> I'm, I'm happy that this is the type of team that kind of captures the attention of, of, of the country. And, you know, the, the way I kind of sense it, they're probably going to send Smolty to Baltimore, assuming that, uh, you know, Baltimore is the number one seed. I'm guessing that, that, that Smolty will be covering these guys for, their, for, you know, that, that division series around and maybe even, you know, a couple more rounds after that. Adam, I've been meaning to talk to you about why you got kicked off The Bachelor for just riding the zip line the entire time and uh, <laughs> not bothering to talk to the young lady. Is that really what I've been doing? That's, that's, I, that's, thought that's, I, that's, I thought I had dinner with everybody the other night. <laughs> um, Adam, so I, I, understanding all that, other other teams have good players, right? And in, in doing your prep for tonight and in, in trying to figure it out, have you gotten a sense for why it's different in Baltimore and why – you know, this this has been the year they've been able to break through. And, and even though their metrics are not overwhelming, they have consistently all season long been one of the best teams in baseball. Yeah, and I don't even think it's necessarily anything expo- more explosive offensively. They're still middle of the pack in terms of home runs. It's not like there's more significantly more home run power this year than there was last year. Obviously, when the pitching staff has improved, you know, we're going to see Grayson Rodriguez tonight. We'll tell the story as I'm sure has been, you know, tracked by you guys since coming back from AAA has been really impressive. And, you know, we'll, we'll dive into that a little bit. It certainly helps on the back end of the bullpen, whether it's been Batista or Cano have been really solid that those things always help, right? Though that's always going to be good for a team that is trying to win games and they've won a lot of close games. I think there's something fundamental about how this team, how aggressive this team is in a year where the rules have changed. The shift has been taken away the bases are a little bit bigger and athleticism is encouraged not only on the offensive end as a base running team, but on the defensive end because of the lack of shift. I think it helps when you have, like we talked about Henderson playing an exceptional shortstop. Berea is still an exceptional third baseman on the left side. So you're already taking away significant opportunities for offense because you have such a strong left side of the infield. You're strong up the middle. Cedric Mullins behind the plate, Adley Rutschman, strong defensive team. And then what they do on the base paths, I think, is the most jarring thing when I look at the with just looking at numbers alone. And I've watched enough of these guys on TV to see it, but I'm really excited to see it in person for the first time, or at least I hope to see it. The fact that they take the extra base better yeah. than just about any team in baseball outside of maybe the Braves, when they get guys on base, they find creative ways, they find powerful ways, even if it's not with the home run ball, they find ways to get guys home. And I think when you've seen a team that's young and athletic take advantage. I don't even want to say take advantage of the rules. This is just how this team seemingly is built. And I'm sure it's been taught through Brandon Hyde and through this, you know, pretty extensive and deep staff about how to be more aggressive on offense. You know, you kind of 
hear that phrase being used, but how does it manifest itself? There's, there's real ways that it manifests itself on the field. And I think the base running is probably one of the most fun things to watch. It, the athleticism is probably the thing that I like to watch the most when it comes to young teams, when it comes to teams that have strong defensive units. I want to see that athleticism on display, and I think athletic teams are being rewarded. This is how Arizona is competing for a wildcard spot right now. Their athleticism in the National League, their base running, has been exceptional. Cincinnati's not that good of a team. They have exciting young players, but they're not that good of a team compared to mm-hmm. some of the other teams that they're fighting for a spot against. But their athleticism, how they run the bases, how aggressive they are, how much pressure they put on opposing defenses, those are tangible things that I think we've seen from Baltimore. And I think it's one of the reasons, among several, but one of the reasons that they've competed as hard as they have, that they've been the best team in the American League overall, and why they're a scary team, a bad matchup for other teams to face come playoff time. Adam Amin is with us. He'll be on the call tonight for Fox, Orioles, Guardians. Adam, when you say that, I I believe it, and I, I guess what I'm struggling is that what we also know is that typically it doesn't work this way. It's not usual that a young team that's built up gets to the playoffs and breaks through and wins a World Series in their first try. Normally, you got to be a little bit more battle-tested. When I ask the question, can the Orioles do this, I know the answer is, well, they can because they're there and anybody can. But I, sure. based on that premise, can the Orioles, without having any postseason experience and with some questions at the back of the end of the bullpen and you know exactly how long the arms can hold up, can they actually do this thing all the way to winning a World Series? I think the premise makes it really hard to say yes because of – the teams that we're probably looking at that are going to be in their way. Now, let's say they make it all the way to the World Series. Who's probably going to be there? Atlanta or Los yeah. Angeles, yeah. right? Two teams that are experienced, battle-tested, have superstar players that have experience, veteran superstar players, Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman uh, for, for Los Angeles. You, you, we just talked about the lineup for Atlanta with Acuna and Riley and Olsen, who's having an incredible season, and that's just three guys out of a seven- or eight-guy lineup that all can pound the ball, and they've been through it, and they've been through the ringer of, of tough environments. That's the big thing that I think is, is standing in the way of this team because I agree with you. They can. They're talented enough. They have pieces. They have all the elements that you want from a World Series caliber team right they have they have creative ways to score they can win games in multiple fashions they have they've had success in the back end of the bullpen so you hope that at the right time they're having that success they've had levels of success in their starting rotation so you hope at the right time everybody is pitching well and giving you at least six innings and keeping you in games throughout but can you do it when the atmospheres are more difficult the magnification of every pitch come postseason time is drastic. It's a different sport. Mm-hmm. It's managed differently. It's not just the players, too. It's Brandon Hyde as well. Like the, the managerial decisions are that much more magnified because you don't get you can, if you make that, that mistake in game 48. Well, maybe you can fix that. You know, the next time that scenario comes around in game 121, you can't do that if you make a mistake in game one and you lose. You're, you're behind the eight ball, especially if you're in a short series in the division series. So that's the concern. And getting to the World Series and trying to beat one of those powerhouses in the National League is hard enough, let alone who's maybe waiting 
at the other end of an American League Championship Series. It might be Houston. And I've been saying for a while, if Houston ends up as a two seed, or if they're even the three and they have an opportunity to kind of take on a wild card team that they feel comfortable against or whatever it may be, mm-hmm. uh, I guess they wouldn't end up being the three. They'd probably end up being the four at that point. But either way, right, yeah, if, if they end up being in a, in a series where they feel comfortable and all the guys that are healthy now are hitting, they've all been through this ringer before, the Bregmans, the Alvarezes, the Altuves of this world. Like, that still is a problem for young teams. It's on the other side of, you know, Dusty Baker. He's been through so many scenarios in postseason time. And there is a lot of randomness. Short series call for more random things to happen come playoff time in baseball. But at the same time, decisions get that much more magnified. Pitches get that much more magnified. And bats are that much more magnified. And are these young guys, these all these 23, 24, 25, 26-year-olds, going to be capable of handling the, the big moments with good at-bats, good decision-making on the base paths that they've shown throughout the season. It's a concern. Does that mean they, can, they can't do it? Of course not. They're talented enough, and you need talent first and foremost. A lot of this stuff becomes intangible in the moment. You see how you execute come playoff time. All right, before I let you go, Adam, you are a storyteller, and I feel like one of the difficult parts of this has been for me these last couple of weeks, when we have this conversation – I have to keep saying to myself, but it's not fair to judge these Orioles by whether or not they win the World Series, right? Like, that's unreasonable. And yet at the same time, and this is what we talked about a lot at the trade deadline, you just kind of never know when this might be your best opportunity, right? Like, this might be the year, are the Yankees and the Red Sox going to be this bad the next couple of years? And and so talking about it, I, I don't know how to frame it the appropriate way because I know it's unreasonable to say, that not winning the World Series would be disappointing for the Orioles. But at the same time, maybe in five years we'll look back and say this might have been their best chance to win a World Series. I, I think that's a, the premise is fair. I don't think it's necessarily true. I don't know where Boston's going to go. There's a lot of flux. You know, that, that's a franchise in flux right now. Same thing with the Yankees, right? Like, I don't know who's going to be running operations for the Red Sox. I don't know what their new philo- uh, philosophy is going to be in terms of spending money or developing talent in their farm system. The Yankees have a long way to go. It's not just, oh, Aaron Judge was hurt for a while, and that's why they were bad. No, they got a long way to go, and, and they need some help in their pitching staff. You know, Garrett Cole might win the Cy Young, but everybody else, you know, there, there's a lot of question marks mm-hmm. about that rotation, about that pitching staff. So, you know, the Rays, I don't think are going to go anywhere, but they're right there right now. That's been a great battle at the top of the division. Toronto's a young, talented team who's been nipping at their heels. It might be these three teams really – at the forefront of it next year again. And the Astros window, while it has not closed, and I don't think it's necessarily going to close next year either. There's still a couple of years away from that window starting to close up. I think Baltimore's right there. And because it's a young team, because it's a team that has built through the farm system and still has a lot of talent on the, on the back end, you know, is Colton Cowser is still on his way up. You know, obviously, Jackson Holiday is going to be at the big league level at some point. There's going to be flexibility for what this team can do. They're going to have prospects to trade if they aren't in a, a race next year. And they feel like, hey, we, we really feel like we can win this thing this year. Well, then some, some of those pieces are going to be moved. And they're going to bring in some free agent, uh, you know, free agents to be on rentals. They're going to bring in guys that they feel like they can make a real run with. So I don't think that window is closing by any means. I understand and the I, right, fear right. because of I, it's the fear, right? Because 
listen, you guys have been starved and probably not treated as well as you should be as, as a fan base, yep. you know, based I, on it, it, to certain, be clear, certain elements, right? I <laughs> totally agree with you. I, I, absolutely no world in which the window closed. It's more like the – is next year the year that, like, two guys get hurt? And then the year after that, to our point, that's the year that the Yankees ended. Like, that's – it's more the – is it just It's more terror? like the luck part of it. Is right. like it there's right. a little bit of luck involved with right. it. Do you, do you feel I, – I don't know if there's that much luck involved with this year, though. No. And that's why I feel like there, there's a lot of promise for the next couple seasons because I don't think this was a fluke. You know, this was a lot of guys that certainly have come around at the right time, but they're doing this kind of, you know, by the seat of their pants at the same time, too. It's not a, a great, like, um, championship structure for a team, right? You don't necessarily have, like, the wily veterans or the long-term pitcher that – that's been grizzled and knows what these games in the postseason are like. I think they're going to go out and try to make those moves to get some of those guys to try to add a little bit of structure to what is already a really good foundation. I, I don't think that window closes now. I understand what you're saying about luck, but I really do feel like these next couple of years, they should be, all things considered, they should be one of the contenders for a deep run in the postseason. Uh, I hope, I certainly have every reason to believe that's possible and, and hope that's the case for sure. All right. Uh, what's your football game this week, by the way? Uh, we get to see the first two running backs drafted, and Jameer Gibbs and uh, Bijan Robinson. We got Detroit one. and Atlanta. Yeah. So uh, again, it's a more than intriguing game. Falcons are one of the seven two and zero teams in the NFC so far, and the the South all of a sudden looks in, um, a little bit more competitive than it was last year. Uh, tonight, he and AJ Pierzynski on the call on Fox Orioles Guardians. And Adam, if you end up in Baltimore in uh, the postseason, maybe we make a trip to Club Aqua. All right? How about that? That sounds like <laughs> that sounds like a plan. We'll get some sloppy steaks. It'll be a great night. Hey, 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 hey did you ever watch Detroiters? Were everyone on that show? I was never in on it, because, but I do love Tim Robinson and Sam Richardson, so Dude, I do think it's going to be pl- something that I end up watching. Please there. go back and watch Detroiters. It it was magic. Please spend some time with it at some point. I uh, definitely will. Really appreciate you taking the time for us this morning, dude. Enjoy uh, the game tonight. Let's talk again soon. All right. Appreciate you, brother. No problem. Adam Amin uh, with us ahead of uh, Orioles Guardians tonight on Fox. We come back in. We will get a tidbit. We'll get tubular, and we will begin to wind down today's show brought to you by Superbook, as we talked about earlier, Superbook.com, Superbook app. Use the code GlennClark23. When you do, you'll get a same-day first bet match up to $250, win or lose, with Superbook. It's Glenn Clark Radio. The Baltimore County Police Department is now hiring with competitive salaries, including for experienced police officers starting salaries between over $68,000 and over $82,000 based on your prior service time, accepting up to seven years of service times with only six weeks in the academy, minimum of two years prior experience. And police cadet starting salaries at over $32,000 must be between the ages of 18 and 20, but you can apply starting at 17 and a half. Must have a high school diploma or GD equivalent at the time of the hire. U.S. citizen at the time of the hire, and a valid driver's license. So if you have a passion for service and want a career for life, now is the time to join the Baltimore County Police Department. Call 410-887-5542 or visit joinbaltimorecountypd.com. Gambling can be a fun and entertaining experience, but there are risks involved. If you're planning on betting on the game at the casino or on your phone or computer, know your limit, stay within it. Set a budget and a time to stop. Remember, gambling isn't a financial solution and it doesn't mix well with alcohol or drugs. Know the risks and have a plan before you begin gambling. 
For free and confidential services, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org. All aboard! The Orioles train keeps on moving and it's ahead of schedule. The birds are motoring towards a playoff run here in 2023 as their magic number keeps getting smaller and smaller. I'm Paul Valley, and you can find me along with Zach Goodman every Saturday from 10 a.m. to noon right here on the Bataround. We'll navigate you through the playoff push as the Orioles look to put an exclamation point on what is turning out to be the best season of the last 40 years. So join us on the Orioles train and let's enjoy the ride together right here on the Bataround. Visit Harford County this fall. Celebrate Arts Across Harford September 15th through the 30th with dance, theater, music, and visual arts. September 29th through October 1st is the largest Italian festival in Maryland, featuring entertainment, cooking demonstrations, a bocce tournament, and family fun. If you're headed to the Maryland Five Star, stay and play in Harford County. While you're there, enjoy the scenic views atop the king and queen seats and experience pumpkin patches, corn mazes, and fall brews along their Harford Life Trail. For more info, head to visit Harford.com. Maryland Open. Picking a restaurant to try for the first time? Let's look at the Costas Inn. Here's a few checklist items. Quality of the food? Check. Quality of service? Check. Does restaurant have plenty of free parking? Check. And finally, does restaurant have delicious steamed crabs, crab cakes, crab soup, and specials galore? Check, check, check. Costas Inn, 4100 North Point Boulevard. They check all the boxes. The latest edition of PressBox is available now. On the cover, Bo Smolka dives into what's next for Lamar Jackson after receiving one of the biggest contracts in football history. Is Lamar ready to take the Ravens to the next level, now with a new offensive coordinator and new wide receivers? Also inside, we look at what new football coaches Brian Newberry and Pete Shinnick bring to Navy and Towson, respectively. And we meet players from the college football and soccer programs around the state. PressBox is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores. And you can always find the higher edition as well as the best daily coverage of the O's, Ravens, and Serps at PressBoxOnline.com. Six chicken tenders made from fresh, never-frozen Royal Farms world-famous chicken, a family-sized order of Western fries, honey mustard dipping sauce, and a two-liter bottle of Dr. Pepper. It's Royal Farms' new Tucker's Tenders Meal. It's Justin Tucker's favorite, and at only $19.99, it'll be your favorite meal, too. The new Tucker's Tenders Meal, available only at Royal Farms. Now you can kick back, relax, and eat like a champion. Real fresh, real fast, Royal Farms. Whether your focus is luxury and comfort, convenience and technologically advanced connectivity, or sporty performance and aggressive styling, we've got the perfect Highlander for you. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Highlanders from your local Toyota dealer today. Don't forget about Project Game Day after every Ravens game this season. It's kind of like this show, except Rita's also there, so I actually think it's pretty good. But hey, you're already here now, so why don't you go ahead and keep listening to GCR? All right, winding down here on a Thursday edition of the program... I think I'm going to be okay for these tickets. The, I'm a little bit worried about that. I'm not the only person that was struggling today. Is that it that you wanted uh, to bring up again, maybe? What's that? That was the tickets, maybe? Was that what you no, wanted to bring up? No, no. That was a whole different... I I was I was sharing the frustration that a lot of people... Look, yeah, man, yeah, yeah, look, yeah. this is on yes. me. I had said at one point this season, I'll go ahead and get my ticket package for next year to make sure that I could take care of this. But then... I didn't know what my schedule was going to be like for the playoffs, so I didn't know if I was going to be able to make all the games. And I was like, I, I'll just hold out and I'll get them when they go on the public on sale. It's what it is. I think I'm going to be taken care of, considering what the ticket prices are. Maybe it's for the best if I'm not. <laughs> maybe like 
It'll be a blessing in disguise if John Colson says to me, hey, the funny thing about that is actually we don't have those tickets. <laughs> it might be for the best if that ends up being the case. But um, alas, alas, uh, we will uh, continue to play the waiting game for me to see if I can get into games one and two of the ALCS. And then, by the way, based on what the ticket prices were for that, imagine what the, t- the ticket to get in will be for the World Series. Imagine. Like... I mean. I, I mean, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess I guess you just have to mm-hmm. get your priorities straight. And mm-hmm. Realize you have to go. We'll see. Oh, realize I have to go. It'll be yeah. like realize that uh, it's not. Well, I can see if I can dip into the kids' college fund that doesn't exist. So, well, this is, well, this is how that. you do it. You you earn it all back by going heavy on the Orioles. Oh, betting heavy. Yeah. Okay, all right. Now they can get a college fund yeah. back. Yeah. We'll uh we'll see. We will see. All right. Uh, t- we were winding down. Don't forget, the Baltimore County Police Department has a big hiring event coming up on October 28th. Final Saturday of October. Public Safety Building, 700 East Joppa Road in Towson. You can complete multiple parts of the hiring process, including agility testing, the written test, and you can go through the entire application right there on the spot. Members of the specialized units will also be in attendance. You can find out more about what they do to see if perhaps the career path for you within the Baltimore County Police Department might reflect what it is that you're looking to do. Um, Also, they got a trunk or treat event in the afternoon for the kids. So even if you're not thinking about a career with the Baltimore County Police Department, great opportunity to bring the kids out, let them have some touch with the Baltimore County Police, and get some candy. It's going to be a really great day. 410-887-4584 to find out more. Join BaltimoreCountyPD.com. But October 28th, the Public Safety Building, 700 East Joppa Road in Towson, is the next event. Let's now get a tidbit. Tidbit is brought to you by your local Toyota dealer and buyatoyota.com. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a range of models and trim lines, so you can choose the perfect Tacoma to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. One of those uh, big NFL matchups this week uh, that we didn't get to talk about, uh, the Chiefs and the Bears. Patrick Mahomes and Justin Fields will be the first matchup in NFL history between a starting quarterback that had 1,000 rush yards and a starting quarterback that had 5,000 passing yards in the previous season when Mahomes and Fields go uh, go t- take uh, go go one on one I guess well I guess they they really won't be going one on one not really yeah, it's not normally one-on-one. how it works right uh, also since the merger uh, it is the highest car- highest differential between or no it's the first time we've had the quarterback with the highest career win percentage uh, Mahomes seven ninety three is his career win percentage and the quarterback with the lowest career win percentage I gotta tell you I'm struggling with this one because I know the Bears are an utter disaster but the Chiefs never cover big numbers. What is it, 12 and a half? Now? They never cover double-digit numbers. It's just... it. I, I just know the, I Bear, the Bears are... I get it. They're the biggest disaster in all of football at the moment. But the Chiefs don't do this. It's a struggle for me. I don't know what to make of it. <laughs> Um, I wanted to see the what. Where are they? Where? Where is it? Is it in Kansas? What an City? effing idiot I was for how much I was buying into the Bears <laughs> this off season. God, I mean, I'm so stupid. Well, I mean, I all don't of know my why. premise was good, but I didn't know about like what. But what I just mentioned, he was he rushed for a thousand yards. They are not running the ball. It's the with weirdest him, thing, isn't which it? Which makes no sense at so all. So weird. So it is, weird. It is the 4:25 game. Okay, no. Well, yeah. What? God. 
this is just such a bad slate of football. It is in Kansas City. Um, and, yeah, it's supposed to be clear weather. I don't know. I think Kansas City, they should be able to boat race them. You keep saying that. This is what everybody has always said every time the what Kansas the City's heck? been favored by double digits. You're always like, this is a team they should blow out by four. They don't do that. They don't win these games by those numbers. They've lost their first two by double digits, the Bears did. so. I understand. You're putting up points that have nothing to do with what I'm talking about. It's up to 13. I, what I am talking about is the Chiefs' history in these situations. Hang on. And don't me... forget that Pat Mahomes will be playing with that extra chip. Mitch Trubisky was drafted over him in 2017. <laughs> okay. Well, Mitch Trubisky's not there. Minus, I'm going to take a it's minus not... 26. Oh, you're going, you're going that far? Uh, the Chiefs as... Uh, Patrick Mahomes is a double-digit favorite, nine thirteen and one. That means he's covered before. He's done it, <laughs> but more often than not, he doesn't. Well, barely. I mean, he's got a the Dude, number. You keep saying barely. The number has to continue to rest, regress to the mean here. I what? Average. It's an average. It's not an average. No, no. no. Well, he'll get the, to at they more consistently do not cover double-digit spreads. I don't know how to explain this. They don't yeah, do there's it. No explanation. Exactly. Corbin Carroll is the first rookie in Major League Baseball history with 20 home runs and 50 stolen bases. Uh, and he also hit his 25th home run of the season, so he also becomes, I think he's the thir- 13th. Well, this will be a tidbit for another day because I got a good one today. Um, but he is also so the first rookie with 25 home runs and 50 stolen bases as well. Corbin Carroll, a runaway for the National League Rookie of the Year. Christian McCaffrey has scored a touchdown in 11 straight games, including the regular, regular season and the playoffs. So with a touchdown against the Giants tonight, he will tie the 49ers uh, longest longest streak okay. of touchdowns in a game. So you know who has the most consecutive touchdowns for the 49ers? Terrell Owens. Not Terrell Owens. Jerry Rice. Jerry Rice. Yeah, that probably Jerry should have been my first guess, but that was so obvious that I yeah. thought it had to be something else. Uh, so Christian McCaffrey going for, uh, 11, or going for 12 straight. Tonight, Freddie Freeman, earlier this week, became the first player to reach 50 doubles and 20 steals in a season since 2009, and it is only the 19th such season in and which none since 2009? Yeah, none since 2009. 19th such season with 50 doubles and 20 steals, and he is the first first baseman to do this. Uh, this one comes from Jason Catania on uh, on uh, Twitter. So there have been eight players since 1997 that have done this, So and that was all in a span of 97 to 09. Uh, but I want to see if you can name the eight guys that did this. Sure. Since 97. Eight guys since 97 to do... 50, 50 doubles, doubles, 20 steals. And then nobody did it. So everybody did it between 97 and 2009. Uh, e, well, no. The the eight guys did it between 97, and then the last time before that was 1936. Right, but I'm saying, so everybody yeah. on this list Correct. did it between 97 Correct. and 2009. Correct. And then nobody's done it since then. Freddie Freeman, 2023. That seems really odd, doesn't it? It does, I guess. I know that steals got out of baseball. Like I understand that that's part of the story yeah. here. All right. 50 um, doubles is hard. Uh. Yeah, 50 doubles is hard. Did, did Brian Roberts have it? Brian yeah. Roberts, he's the most recent to do this. He's also done it three times. Three times with 50 doubles and 20 steals. 08, 09, and 04. Okay. Um, wow, he had 40 stolen bases in 2008. 50, 51 doubles and 40 steals. Uh, Alex Rodriguez. Alex Rodriguez, surprisingly not on the list. No, he, a lot of his doubles were home yeah. runs. It's not that surprising. you got to find guys that hit a lot of doubles that didn't turn into home runs, and that's the more difficult part. Craig Biggio. Craig Biggio is on the list twice. He is one of two players on this list with a 50-50 season. Well, actually, no, he's not on the list because the other guy was 
really early. Oh, who was it? Uh, it was Tris Speaker. Oh, Tris Speaker. Yeah. Um, Alfonso Soriano. Alfonso Soriano is on the list. Okay. 2002. Biggio did it back to back in 98 and 99. And then he turned to more of a, a home run hitter after that. Oh, I don't know, man. This is tough. 50 doubles, 20 stolen bases. And I must have miscounted here. Uh, I only needed six more players because a lot of guys have done it multiple seasons. So three more. Three more for. guys have done it. Yeah. Was there a Ricky season in there? There's not a Ricky season. I don't think he ever had 50 doubles. Um, I don't think, Did Ichiro ever have 50 doubles? No, he did not. Did Jeter? He did not. Jimmy Rollins? Not Jimmy Rollins. Well, this is just this is just hard. <laughs> um How about How about God? How about Pud Rodriguez? Not Pud Rodriguez. I like your thinking, but we have a 1997. Did he ever have a 20 stolen base season, Pudge Rodriguez? He actually ran the bases a little bit is yeah. the funny part, but I don't I know that he, he ever I actually had did. a. I think he did. I don't know that he had a 20 stolen base season. Um, 50 doubles, 20 stolen bases. How about David Wright? Not David Wright. Uh, uh, Pudge stole 25 bases in 1999. Okay. All right. But he only had 29 doubles. Bum. God. They let him in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> More like the Hall of Mid, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Right? Uh, I think they're... Uh, so the 1997 guy, who was a Montreal Expo. Se Montreal Expo? I can't pronounce his name. You can't pronounce his no. name. 1997 Montreal Expo. Because it... So it wasn't... Henry Rodriguez, mm -mm. 97 Expos. 97 Expo, and you can't pronounce That part of it is really messing with me. He's got a funky last name. 97, funky last name, Montreal Expo. He went to the Dodgers in 98 after... Uh, went to the Dodgers in 98. I believe he was traded in 98 to the Dodgers. Man. Infielder, outfielder? Uh, he was a uh, infielder. Mark Grudzalonic. Mark Grudzalonic. I did not know list. he had a 50 double. I definitely would not have. 54 doubles in 97. Mark Grudzalonic played for a bunch of teams, by the way. He started yeah. in Montreal, but he played, uh, played yeah, for Cubbies, um, uh, yeah. the, the, uh, the Cardinals, the Royals, ended his career in 2010 with the Guardians grabbing, uh, he played 30 games. All right, give me something on the others because we're going to be here all day. Uh, they're both American League players. You have a Red Sox and a Cleveland baseball player. Nomar, Pedroia. Dustin Pedroia. I probably should have gotten Pedroia earlier. In 2008, Dustin Pedroia went 15-20 in the doubles and stolen base. Cleveland, Vizquel? Not Vizquel. He was an outfielder. Did Kenny Lofton have a 50-double season? No, he I didn't. I didn't think so. He was an outfielder. Outfielder. Grady Sizemore. Grady Sizemore in 2006. Yikes. Yikes. 
All right, very good, very good. Let's get tubular for a Thursday. Try to. This is. We had one guest today. We probably shouldn't be going till twelve thirty today. Today's uh, tubular brought to you by the print issue of Press Box. It's available for free at your neighborhood Royal Farms, any of the hundreds of locations around town where you find Press Box. Read it all. Pressboxonline.com. Lamar Jackson cover story from Bo Smolka. Go get it right now. Uh, as we mentioned, Fox tonight for Orioles Guardians. Grayson Rodriguez on the mound. I guess the Guardians didn't officially announce their starting pitcher, but everybody said it's Haddis. Yeah, Gaddis, right? Gaddis, is that what yeah, it is? Not Haddis. No, it's not Haddis. So it's, it's Tiffany not. Haddish. Are you sure it's not? It's not. Uh, what, are I we, don't, what are we eating? We're eating tripe. Yeah, haggis. haggis. It's haggis. not Haggis either. It's, it's not Haggis. It's who, I don't know who Gaddis is, though, so that's part of the problem. Evan, is it? No, it's not Evan Gaddis. It's not Evan Gaddis. I know that for sure. It's definitely not. Hunter Gaddis. Ev- Hunter Gaddis is, is allegedly the guy that's going <laughs> to pitch, and for some reason, they don't want to tell us that. I don't, I don't know. Oh, I guess he's not on the roster that's the reason why they can't announce it all right very good um of course the game the giants 49ers barn burner 815 on amazon prime as uh, griffin mentioned georgia state coastal carolina at 7 30 all the rest of the baseball find at glennclarkradio.com the u.s women play friendly tonight against south africa 7 30 on tnt anything non-sports wise mm, not really uh netflix it's the final season of sex education on netflix. oh i like that show oh, you do like that that's show? um uh, jillian anderson is on that show oh really and uh it's it's you know it's for younger it's aimed at a younger audience but it's funny like gotcha. it's a funny show my friend told me the problem is now that they're trying to make all the characters like still be like young but they're all old now. yeah i'm sure that's part of, like they're definitely aimed at a young because they're all supposed to be in i think i think that's high school, high school. Yeah. it's it's a boarding school it's a british like based concept oh, okay. but i think it's british I'm pretty sure it's british maybe it's not british and they're just I like one of the characters i think it's british almost certain <laughs> whatever it is the moral of the story is it's funny and that's what makes it work like i watched it because yes it is yeah and Good it job. was it was just a funny show and so, like, while I roll my eyes at some of the high school themes that they they visit, the the humor carries the show and makes it work. So I like that show, Sex Education. I, it'll be a while before I watch it, but I do like the show. Anything else? Nope, that's it. All right. Thanks today to Adam Amin. Kenzel. And, and uh, Casey's not really a guest. He's not. He's part of the furniture. But we will get his seg- the pick segment up, along with Adam Amin in the greatest hits section of the... Oh, my God. It's so good. ...tab Radio.com. As I said, tomorrow, James Lofton will join us. Uh, is Bo tomorrow? Yes, Bo is Bo tomorrow. Bo will join us tomorrow, and Chuck Pagano will join us tomorrow as well. And Stan will be in studio. Yes. So, busy day tomorrow. Thanks to everybody at Pressbox, all of our great sponsors and partners, Live Casino and Hotel, the Maryland Five Star, the Baltimore County Police Department, Royal Farms, Costa Sin, Superbook Sports... Dorchester County, the Baltimore Orioles, Birdland Sports, Easy Pass MD, Harford County, your local Toyota dealer, buyatoyota.com. Thanks to Griffin at Griffin underscore Bass. Follow us, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, at Glenn Clark Radio. Have a great Thursday evening. Go Birds. Duke sucks.